All right. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Stop Questioning Everything, the official podcast of Drug Receipts, where we talk about art, science, skepticism, subversion, and community. Uh, I am Arlo Eisenberg. I'll be your host. I'm also the artist and creator of Drug Receipts. Today is March 10th, 2022 in America, at least. It's March 11th already in New Zealand. Uh, and guys, we have a lot of news to get to. So sorry for the delay. We had some technical difficulties uh, getting ready. Uh, and you know, normally I would uh, I would have gotten a haircut before a podcast like this. Uh, I would have showered. Uh, I'd be more prepared. But this has been an uh, an exceptional week with exceptional circumstances, uh, and we are still in the middle of it. I mean, we are not out of it yet. Uh, tomorrow, I'm going to pack up the car and head out to Austin for South by Southwest. I know that Brooks Plain has will be touching down any minute in Austin. He's already been confirmed in L.A. Uh, so Brooke is back in America. Uh, uh, I mean, that's an incredible feat in itself. Uh, many of you might be familiar with the story of me getting him kicked out of the country. So there is hopefully will be some closure there, but we can talk about the that with Brooke when he ever turns back up on the podcast. Um, guys, we minted out just less than 48 hours ago. Uh, maybe it was, how long ago was it? Less than 24 hours ago, we sold out our 10K collection. So there is a lot to talk about there. I mean, that is huge news. Um, and uh, we've got some, we're going to reveal, uh, we're going to have our first reveal uh, tomorrow. All of you that have uh, minted your own drug receipts, you're going to be able to see those for the first time tomorrow. So that is super exciting. Uh, we've got the rare ones, uh, some that you guys haven't even seen yet. You know, I think a lot of you are probably hoping, you know, maybe there's a chance you're going to pick up one of these super rares. We've got 12 one of ones throughout that 10,000 collection. Uh, and today we're going to show you some sneak peeks. We've been teasing them throughout, you know, the weeks leading up to this, leading up to Mint. Uh, but now that we only have one day left uh, before the reveal and just a couple of days left before these super rare re reveals, we're going to show you some more peaks. So you'll want to stick around for that. Um, for those of you that are listening uh, on, uh, on a podcast, wherever you, you get your audio podcast, uh, we will be showing some images. We actually will be showing a lot of images throughout this podcast uh, as much as we can help it, we will try to talk you through it, paint a picture in your mind. Uh, but we definitely encourage you to jump onto YouTube, subscribe to the YouTube channel if you don't already, and you'll want to see all the great content we're going to be sharing visually as well. Uh, it's just it's hard to substitute for some of these great images we're going to share. Um, we've got uh, we've got also a special guest on this episode that I'm very excited about uh, introducing to you. Uh, we have talked before on our podcast about this really special, special idea uh, that we were lucky enough to, to um, be a part of. Uh, we, you know, drug receipts started from the original inspiration was the doodles on receipts, right? That I used to leave on receipts. Uh, well, we did an auction of one of these hand-drawn receipts and we were able to raise some money for a very special cause. And the beneficiary of that is on the podcast tonight, Chris Henley. She is somewhat of an icon in the Dallas-Fort Worth area uh, in the service industry here because she is a, a, um, a cocktail server and a bartender and she started her own blog. Um, and she is just sort of an effervescent personality that has made a lot of connections and a big impression 
on the scene here. So we're going to tell you a little bit more about her story as we get into it. Um, but we're happy to have her on the show today. So that's a special treat for us. Um, Minted out South by Southwest, where you can get to all those things a little bit later. We'll go into more detail. But since we've got our special guest here uh, waiting in the green room, the virtual green room, I want to go ahead and set up her story a little bit so we can get her on. Um, because listen, I've been through it plenty of times. I've been through it enough. I've tried to explain drug receipts to my parents. I've had to explain it to my sister. I explain it to my friends in rollerblading. And people, if they don't already have a background or a foundation. They understand crypto. They understand NFTs. Um, they understand science, skepticism, subversion, subversion. There are just so many layers here, guys, that it is, you know, asking someone to sit around for two hours and listen to us go off, listen to me go off. I mean, so much of it just sounds like gobbledygook. So we are not going to inflict that on poor Chris Henley. Uh, but so what we're going to try and do is get her up here at the start of the show. So let me tell you a little bit about the background. Um, we, uh, I mentioned, you know, we the the whole drug receipts enterprise started out as doodles on receipts. I used to draw these little drug doodles, drug characters on receipts, and I would leave them for the servers because, you know, the place where I'm drawing these receipts is after I have a meal, after I go out for lunch, if I'm having a drink at a bar, um, and you know, sometimes I would get the inspiration. I would just start doodling on the receipt. Uh, I'm a creative person, so sometimes it happens. And I would always leave the receipts behind for the servers. That is the beginning of drug receipts. So the service industry, the food service industry, uh, the bartenders, the wait staff, the servers out there, primarily in the DFW area where I live, but also a little further, um, they have played an integral role in the origin of drug receipts. You know, they're a big part of the, the uh, genesis of drug receipts. So when we heard about this story that Chris Henley, who also goes by the alias Betty Cocktail, I mentioned that she has a, a blog um, and she kind of has a public persona and she is, um, she's been using the alias Betty Cocktail and she can tell us more about that when she comes on. But we found out about uh, uh, so a, a misfortune that befell um, Chris Henley. She apparently suffered from some kind of an epileptic seizure and uh, fell and injured herself, broke her nose, uh, hurt her elbow, shattered her shoulder in four places. And so as you can imagine, as a cocktail server, uh, that makes it impossible to work. So she's been out of work, um, loss of income. And on top of that, you've got the, you know, the, all the surgery bills or whatever medical expenses she has, um, the therapy fees that she's racking up. So she was in a tough place, um, but a, a GoFundMe was raised to help support her um, because she is such a revered figure in the industry here locally. Um, and when we found out about it, we thought, well, how cool would it be if we took one of these drug receipts, which started in, you know, in the food service industry um, and turned it into some way to raise some money for uh, Chris, uh, you know, see if we can't galvanize, you know, the power of you know the, these new communities that kind of NFTs have engendered, um, and so we did it. We put the word out there. We pumped our social channels. We spread it in our Discord. We put the re we what we did is we made an NFT of the of the receipt. And in fact, um, Joel, let's go ahead and show up the sequence here of the of the kind of the life cycle or the the history of this um, drug receipt. 
But Jesse, uh, our med, and I went to Henry's Majestic, which is a pl- one of the bars where uh, Chris works. Um, and actually, they were closed, so we went around uh, to we went around the corner to another bar. Uh, what's it called? Anvil. <laughs> I don't know. Why is Chris when she comes on? Um, which is also another bar that she helps out at quite a bit. But so then I I drew that drug receipt that you see right there was a, you know, a live drug receipt. Jesse and I were there at the bar having a couple of drinks. And then we made an NFT of that drug receipt, put it online. Uh, I mean, put it on OpenSea and, uh, you know, had an, an auction for something like 48 hours or something. Um, and it raised $11,000, guys. It sold for like 4.4 ETH. Um, and when we converted that to cash, it was something like $11,000. Uh, the bar was at water. Excuse me. Thank you. The bar was at water. Um, and so, uh, all of that is to set up, uh, I think, you know, this is not our first time to talk to Chris. We had a, uh, we had a private zoom meeting with her, or maybe it was a Google meet, but you know, Brooke, um, Jesse, myself, uh, you know, we didn't just want to blindside her with this. So we, we had a call with her. We told her about what we were doing after we did it, after we had the money. And we told her that we were going to, that we wanted to, and that we were honored to be able to contribute $11,000 to her GoFundMe. Um, and she was very sweet and very uh, appreciative. And I think that we, I think that we have a clip from that. I, I have to warn you guys, but before we play the clip, you know, we, we have a long history of just really sort of bungling um, the technology on these things. Uh, I think it took us like three or four of our Q and A's before we actually recorded one, um, despite trying on every single episode. But with the Google Meet, or maybe it was a Zoom. I think it was a Zoom because we we what we recorded the Zoom, but we did not realize until afterwards that the Zoom only records whoever is speaking. And since I talk all the time uh, and hardly let anyone else ever get a word in, which Jamie, I mean, which uh, Chris Henley and everyone can attest to right now, waiting in the the. Uh, um, the green room, but so the video is mostly me talking when really what we would love to show you is Chris. We'd love to show you her reaction, but it does get a little bit of her response at the end. And what she says, uh, we think is a very, uh, is really touching is really powerful and kind of segues into, um, kind of future opportunities for this kind of, um, this kind of, uh, charity or this kind this opportunity for our community to kind of give back. So Joellen, if we can do it, let's try and play this clip. The project, you know, owes so much of its origins, right, to the service industry, to servers, to bartenders. And so now as we are kind of taking this project to the next level, to be able to give back to the community that gave us so much, you know, it's just, it's the right thing to do. And it just feels, you know, so right. (laughs) Thank you, guys. You're really sweet. You know, it's our pleasure. Yeah. It's the least we could do. <laughs> Indeed. Well, how are we going to turn this into something more? I'm not the only person like well, this. <laughs> right. So it's, it's mostly me just saying what I already just said, but you did get to see Chris there. And what she said at the end was, how do we turn this into something more? Uh, and right. That is, that is the question. Uh, because we, you know, we've got the power of community here. We've, you know, we've got such a special community as has been demonstrated. Like, I mean, 
just in, in such a powerful way, certainly over the last 24 hours, the last 48 hours. Um, but yes, there is real opportunity to do, to do good with this. So let's bring her on. Chris Henley, I'm not going to make you wait anymore. Betty Cocktail, please welcome to Stop Questioning Everything, the Drug Receipts Podcast. Here she comes, Chris Henley. Hi, Chris. How are you? I'm okay. How are you? <laughs> I'm okay. I'm okay. Uh, yeah. So we, I guess it was about two weeks ago when we first reached out to you. Um, tell us a One little week. bit about how your recovery is going. What do they say? Slow and steady, right? That's the way to go. <laughs> I have I have good days and I have the days that are not so good. Uh, so I gave a little bit of background, but I think that you can probably give a little more uh, color and probably a little more insight to it. Do you want to tell us a little bit about what happened to you? What was the injury? Oh, sure. Well, first, I want to say after watching the, the playback from that call that I was completely speechless crying. And I thought, oh my God, that's all you can hear of me is that I'm like sniffling. <laughs> but um, it's really overwhelming and it's, it's fantastic. I think I said this last time as well, that, you know, when, when we receive gifts and for some people, it's hard to even receive a gift. I know it is for me. I don't ask for things. I'm the one that is, you know, strong and can give things, but I'm in a place where I really can't, I have nothing left to give. If if that makes sense. I have a friend who is uh, battling stage four colon cancer. Her doctors just said, you're not a candidate for surgery anymore. So you know what that oh. means. And so they're having a fundraiser for her so she can have quality versus, yes, quality versus quantity of life. Wow. And I'm like, how can I help her? And I just can't, I just can't right now. So you guys helping me Oh, gives me a chance to heal. Like I really need this time for me. I really, really need it. Um, so it it really means so much, and it also gives me more time to think about how we can help other people. <laughs> uh, I'm not really sure what happened. I know that I woke up on the floor covered in blood and vomit. Mm. I was very disoriented. I was in a lot of pain. Uh, I struggle with a lot of medical problems, so I'm frequently in a lot of pain. And it wasn't until two or three days later that I finally went to the ER. And of course, they I looked like I'd been run over in traffic. <laughs> so they did all the scans and everything. And you just see uh, broken things from here to here, uh, uh, broken nose and, and things like that. <sighs> Physical therapy is very slow. Last week, I cried for 50 minutes of my therapy, and oh, it's no. 50 minutes long. <laughs> wow. Oh, wow. It, it, it hurts, um, but I, I mean, it's going to have to hurt until it gets better, I guess. Well, you know, Chris, when we spoke with you the first time a couple of weeks ago, uh, we didn't know you. It was our first time speaking with you. And really all we knew about you was what we heard from the little bit of media that we could find and from what Jesse relayed to us. Uh, and we spoke with you uh, before we told you what it was about. And I think, in fact, we kind of, um, the conversation was was built upon the, the, um, the, the premise that we wanted to bring you onto the podcast, which was true. But I think that we sat on the news that we had some money to contribute to your GoFundMe. Uh, but 
so it gave us a chance and this is not why we did it. We weren't trying to vet you. I mean, we'd already raised the money. It was for you, but just listening to you speak, you know, it comes through so clearly how selfless you are, right. And how giving you are. And so by the time we were able to reveal to you this great news, it felt so good. I mean, it already felt good, right? It's, it's a, it's a nice thing to be able to do for someone. Even if it's for a complete stranger, we don't ever have to know anything about them. It just feels good. But then to hear about you um, and, and straight from you and to get a sense of who you were and what the quality of person you are, it just made it feel that much more special, it made it feel that much more rewarding. So thank you for being who you are. Thank you for all that you've done you know, and all that you do for everyone else in your circle. Um, and yes, take some time for you. And we are happy to be able to give this to you to give you some room to focus on yourself. Thank you. Yeah. Oh, okay. And so, and and now get out of here, please. Uh, what happened? Okay. All right. Um, Are we back? Yeah. I was oh, going to say. Really, <laughs> I was like, she's like, okay, thanks. Back. Bye. <laughs> it's really a selfish thing that we do, right? Uh, giving to other people because it, it makes us feel good. So yes. as selfish as it is that we're doing it, it's really a fantastic cycle that we get to perpetuate. And, um, and the more, uh, the less choices that I have, like, can I make a cup of coffee today? <laughs> like, right. Less choices that I have about just uh, functioning day to day, the more choices that I realize I actually have when it comes to interacting with people, the community, and, you know, just everyone on the globe. So it's really been a blessing. If you feel like you're stripped of any of everything and you can't do anything, you can't uh, you can't put a shirt on or or whatever it is. You realize like you just have so many other choices about things that you really can do that actually make a difference. It's yeah, it's great to hear. It's so inspiring. I, you you know you are just such a breath of fresh air. Uh, so thank you so much for coming on to the podcast today. It's really been nice to able to share this with you, but also to be able to share you with our audience, because I think that you really do touch people. Um, so hopefully this is just the beginning of a relationship. We look forward to checking in on you periodically and following your story. And, you know, we're in the same city. Uh, we have a lot of the same interests. We run in the same circles. So I think there'll be a lot of opportunity to collaborate and do things together in the future. And especially as we talk about, you know, exactly what you said, where do we go from here? You know, what can we do with this? So I think that there will be a lot of opportunity to kind of take the power of our community and give back to the, the industry, which is, you know, so instrumental in our origin story. So Chris, thank you. Thank you so much for coming on. Uh, we love you and we wish you well. Thank you. Thank you. So that's so cool. It's so cool to be able to do that. And, you know, it's, you know, it's one thing when it's all kind of like uh, anonymous and, you know, the, the auction happens on OpenSea and then we transfer money into a GoFundMe. But when you actually see the person and you get to hear it from them and you like you you see how much it means to them and you see how much they mean to other people, uh, that, you know, that personal intimate story, that personal intimate connection just makes it so, uh, so special. So really happy that we were able to do that. And thank thanks to all of you who were a part of this journey. And, you know, like we keep saying, it's like, that, that's just kind of the beginning of it, right? It's a proof of concept. It just shows the kind of stuff that we can do. All right. So uh, it looks like we can um, start moving into some 
news items. And I know that there's, I <laughs> listen, it's all news all the time right now. There is so much news to get to. Most of this episode is going to be taken up by news, but let's get Jesse in here and start with our routine checkup. Great. And how great will it be? I think probably at some point we will start adding music to these bumpers because it it feels like they want them. So I think that we'll get that going at some point. But for now, Jesse, you will be the music. <laughs> uh, Thank you. Your, your news will be music to our ears, I hope. So hi, Jesse. How are you? What, a, what an incredible uh, week it's been, huh? Yeah, it's been insane. It's been crazy. And I just want to make a suggestion. If we do music on the bumpers, can I please get the uh, Will? What's it called? The Wilhelm scream? Or, the Wilhelm you know, scream. Like, what's that? It's like the classic, like Hollywood, like cinema scream. Where it's like ah! or something like that. <laughs> oh, is it like? Is it like one of these? Uh, one of these like stock sounds that they use in every movie? Yes. I'll, in case you guys don't know, I love library music, like the music that you hear on Ren and Stimpy and SpongeBob. I think it's you so good. You pitched that idea to me. I don't know. I don't know if I was that into it. it <laughs> I got rejected. We'll see. It's all right. It just, yeah, whatever. We'll, we'll find whatever. the perfect music. We'll find the perfect music, I'm sure. And Jesse, you know, you were instrumental in linking us up with uh, Chris. So Thank you for that. It was really cool to kind of see that thing come full circle, see how it all played out. Um, and I wanted to give you an opportunity if you had anything that you wanted to add to it, just because you played such yeah. a big role in making that happen. Yeah. Um, well, you know, I am a college dropout. And instead of going, in lieu of going to college, I got behind the bar. <laughs> I got behind the bar. And, um, you know, working behind the bar and working in the service industry is a complete immersion in the community because people come to you, you get, you don't get to choose who comes and walks through that door. And when they do walk through that door, there is no creed, there is no color, there is no ranking, nothing. We are all equal inside of a bar. And, you know, it's about bringing people together, having them, making them have a good time and providing something for them that keeps them coming back and keeps them, you know, excited and, and stoked and, you know, you know, looking, I don't know. It's, it was like the ultimate, like community building, um, uh, schooling that ever happened. And it's the, also it's the original NFT community. It's the original discord. It's the IRL. It's the discord. <laughs> yes. It would, our discord, the only thing that would make our discord better is if we did have like a virtual bar, but we are in the business of the metaverse, so anything is possible. <laughs> but They'll be speaking there. of bars, yeah. yes, speaking of bars, good time, community, IRL, URL to IRL interaction, nice. we um, nice. we need to talk, thank you. I've, I've been saving that, I've been waiting to say that. Um, we have South by Southwest in like 48 hours. So, um, yeah, there's a, there's like a this, this little thing that's happening, nothing major, but it's the, I don't know, the fluff house, fluff world, geodome. No big deal, right? Yeah. No big deal. Just a four-day event with, so excited. you know, tons, yes, tons of special guests, um, interactive chats, interactive panels, uh, Arlo. Oh, I can't say that. I can't say the word panel. Um, interactive Sessions. art. Sessions. 
sessions. Art sessions. Yes. Yeah. Uh, Arlo. Yes. So, okay. First off, I'm getting really excited because I love parties. I love festivals. But um, in case you guys don't know, Fluff World is the title, the title, um, what is it? A metaverse sponsor for South by Southwest. And if you guys aren't familiar, South by Southwest is a two-week festival that takes place in Austin, Texas. Hello. And it's a huge, 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 like, two-week convention with art, music, um, technology, gaming, everything that you can think of. People from around the world are all in Texas for South by Southwest, including our non-fungible labs team who are flying in as we speak right now. Um, yeah. But, yeah, so Fluff World is happening the Fluff Wisdoms, the Geodomes, it's this gigantic, gigantic uh, setup with, you know, virtual reality sessions, um, art sessions. You can go into this space where, you know, this giant dome is going to be projecting uh, a couple of the people in our, a couple of the uh, NFT brands in our community, but also some drug receipt stuff. So it's going to be a really, really exciting chance to meet, you know, some fellow snugglers, meet some fe uh, fellow people of the fluff, of the uh, fluffle, uh, altered state machine, all those, everyone in the non-fungible family will be there. So it's going to be a really, really, really exciting opportunity. Uh, it's going on for uh, this weekend from the 12th, 13th, 14th through the 15th. So it's a four-day event. Fluff House takes place on the um, 12th and 13th. So that's going to be super exciting. Ghostland Observatory, Angel Baby, super, super, super good stuff. Um, yeah, and Arlo, so the, too. Right. Oh, so yeah. there's the right there's the evening shows, too. So uh, the, this is the, the Fluff Domes um, are sponsored by, uh, in part, by all the other uh, brands in the Non-Fungible Labs uh, community. And we're one of them. So we are sponsoring some of the events. In fact, Party Bear is like the music division, right, of non-fungible labs, of their whole ecosystem. And we are co-sponsoring along with Party Bear uh, some of the concert events. So that is really exciting. And one of the cool, like the, the art angles here is that the non-fungible team, they have been working on some animations based on our art. So people ask for this all the time. But there now exists, and we've seen some of the, the advanced previews of it, but they've, you know, they've animated our characters walking. They've animated our characters smoking. They've, you know, there are now animations of drug receipts that are going to be projected onto these domes in Austin. And I cannot wait to see it. And hopefully there's going to be great footage of all this stuff. Um, and Jesse also, she alluded to some of these sessions that we're having. So I am personally uh, hosting or being participating in three sessions actually, um, two will be with, actually, I don't know if I'm getting the number right because I think something has just changed on the fly. But the important thing to note is that at least one of them, I will be doing a live art session with Jim Evans, who is the artist who's done the Fluff House posters. He did the Fluff House Miami poster, did the Fluff House um, LA poster. He's doing a poster for Austin, uh, but he is an iconic rock poster um, creator. He's been doing it for you know decades. Uh, so I'm very excited. And he and I are both going, going to be doing live art um, and having conversation, you know, about art, about the metaverse, about art in the metaverse um, and talking about our, you know, each of our, uh, our creative processes. And I think that things, that talk is actually going to be moderated by Brooke Howard Smith. Now that we can, can confirm that he's actually made it into 
uh, the states. So that will be really cool. And then there is another session that's going to that I'm going to be a part of, which includes Mike Shinoda from Lincoln Park. Uh, so that's going to be another thing, I think not focused strictly on visual arts, but just talking about kind of creativity in the metaverse and, and the future of art in the metaverse and things like that. So some really awesome, cool, exciting stuff lined up. And that's just the stuff that we're involved with. I mean, South by Southwest is cram packed, you know, with, with really cool content. So yeah, really looking forward to this weekend. Definitely. Yeah. Uh, I think you just dropped some alpha mentioning Mike Shinoda. So I think Brooke mentioned it on the last thing we were on, but yeah, maybe, maybe it's alpha. Well, I'm just, I want to rile up the discord because I know that there are tons of people in our discord right now that are watching uh, this podcast right now. And as you know, our discord community is, um, you know, our family, these, you know, that is the direct line into our community. So hi guys. Um, I, I will say, speaking of discord, if you guys were there, if you guys joined us for the uh, public mint Twitter space, then you already know by now that the 6969, the double 69 drug, drug receipts NFT has been minted by mm -hmm. the dudester and it is currently for sale pre-reveal on sale on this, on, uh, OpenSea for 69.69 ETH. So if for the low, you low guys, price of 69.69 ETH. So, so Jesse, yes. you've got to tell that story a little bit because it's so cool. And it's so like, <laughs> it's so emblematic of kind of, you know, how special the community is. And, and in this case, how special the community is, because this was a very uh, special episode. But we were, you know, the Twitter spaces, that must have been locally here. It was like three or four in the morning at that point. I mean, this was during the Mint. So this was you know, we were functioning kind of like as if we were in like a, a 24 hour uh, telethon. Um, and it was just sort of nonstop content. You know, we were going from uh, Q&A in the Discord, uh, live on Instagram with Tyler Shields, uh, Twitter spaces um, with Brooke, Tyler, Jesse, Dawn, you know, everybody. And it just kept, you know, and each of these things is like lasting at least an hour. And it's just nonstop, like dialogue, content, conversation, but just you know, talking our way through the night as we're watching the mint happen. Uh, but then while we were on Twitter spaces, something, you know, the, the, uh, the, um, the drug snugglers were in the discord in the drug receipts discord and tell us a little bit about what was going on in there, Jesse, because you seem to be the ringleader of it. <laughs> I am not a ringleader. I am just the comms. I am the messenger. So uh -huh. I don't need to be, I don't need to take credit for anything. Okay. That was the community. But um, but uh, as you guys might know, and some of you might not know this, but when you're minting, because it's on the blockchain, everything is public. So everyone can see just how many drug receipts had been minted. So I think we had just opened up our public mint and we had hosted this marathon Twitter space and everyone in the Discord was watching the number go up. But we realized that, you know, some at some point in the 10,000 uh, collection, somebody was going to have to mint the 6969 uh, and a drug receipt NFT. And so I just had said that whoever mints that, that's got to be crazy because I don't know. Um, I knew it. I, like I knew it had to be you. I knew it had to be you. <laughs> You're playing so coy. You're like, oh, no, you know, I'm just the comms director. OK, I knew I knew it had to be you, the instigator. Uh, you well, guys, yeah, you, 
we say that one of the, the pillars of drug receipts, one of the foundational pillars is art and subversion. And in that discord on that night, they had, they had subverted our subversion and turned it into art and perversion. It turned very blue uh, in the, in the uh, drug receipts discord on that night. But it, well, you guys I, are having a lot of fun with it. But so now it's turned into like a, you know, a, sort of like a, um, a, a, an inside joke, like a self-grown, a homegrown meme. Um, we, we created a new role for the 6969 crew. Uh, right. Did we do that? Did we, did we give them Uh, out yet? Mr. LB has compiled the list and as soon as this is over, I will start looking at the list and start granting that. So thank you, Mr. LB. Also real quick. I just want to iterate. I had falsely mentioned the wrong name. It's, um, I want to make sure I got this right. So we can cut a clip of it. You know, six, nine, six, nine. What's yeah. Let's who is it? Oh my God, Arlo, your parents are watching this. Oh my God, I'm so sorry. Um, okay, I just want to let everybody the know. The project is called Drug Receipts. I think they can dude. handle it. <laughs> what is it? Well, Arlo, you, you're a bit of a provocateur yourself, so. That's what I'm saying. Um, I think they're, but I think they're his dudeness. Yeah. His, his dudeness? dudeness. His dudeness on open seas. Currently is selling the 6969, the double 69 NFT for 69.69 ETH. Uh-huh. Awesome. And it's cool. Yeah. I think I, I'm seeing a comment, I think, from uh, one of the party bears that there's a 9696 bear gang. So you guys might, it might be a West Side Story type thing where you got, you know, lo- rival, rival NFT gangs, or maybe you guys, maybe there's some symmetry there and you guys can like team up, like combine your forces. Well, well, I never, I don't want to advocate for any violence, but if there's going to be any violence, let it be a gas war. I'm just saying. Now, how could, oh. I, you know, I never mind. No comment. I'm not going to go there. No comment. No comment. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. We'll talk about that later. We can bring that up later. Um, moving on, uh, YouTube, uh, guys, be on the lookout for the Super Dope Studios podcast interview with Arlo coming out soon. Mm. Yeah, that was cool. I just spoke with them today. Uh, I'm. I'm not sure when that's coming out, but we will, you know, fo- make sure you follow us on our socials. Make sure you're in our Discord. We will update you as soon as we know when that podcast goes live. But it was really great. Had a great conversation with them. We talked a lot about science and skepticism. So really cool. That was the yeah, well, uh, you- Super Dope Studios podcast. Arlo, I'm so glad that we can keep touching on our pillars, which is skepticism, rollerblading, art, and perversion. I'm super stoked to be a part of the brand. Keep it you, going. you said subversion, right? Yes, I said subversion. Okay. Just making sure. It sounded I like think. perversion. Well, you guys know me. I am the comms person, but I have That's been known to slip to up and say some things. <laughs> um, I think the uh, I think I could hear the Grammy orchestra or the Academy Orchestra telling me that it's my time to go. So uh, well, I'm starting to get sweaty. That was great. Thank you for those news updates. Thanks. Thank you for all those uh, titillating items. Very fun to have you on. Thank you, guys. I'll see y'all in the Discord. Thank you, Jesse. And we'll see you in Austin. Jesse mentioned Twitter. We we did have an art contest on Twitter that wrapped up uh, last week. And so we announced the winners live on our Q&A in STFU. This podcast is every other week. And so in the weeks in between, we have a live Q&A that is voice only, but it's on our Discord. 
So we announced the winners live on our Discord, which was cool because we were giving away whitelist spots, but it was not the ideal uh, venue for awarding art contest submissions because we didn't get to show them and share them. So I promised that we would do that here. And now let's go ahead and pay that off because the art is so cool. It was so awesome. Guys, um, so many of the things that we talk about today, the theme that runs through it is going to be the power of this community and how special what we are building here is. And there are so many things that demonstrate it. And this art contest is just another one of them. The submissions that we got were so cool and so fun and so in a lot of them so heartfelt, like you could tell that people cared and put effort into the work and to see people's interpretations of drug receipts, right? The thing that I've been doing, my, my personal uh, pet project, my, my uh, labor of love, passion project, and then to see other people's take on it is just so cool and fun and rewarding and really flattering at the end of the day. So thank you all for your submissions. We got something like 50 of them. But on the on the uh, the Q&A, we awarded whitelist spots to I think what was supposed to be the top 10. I think I ended up probably giving them away to like somewhere between 15 and maybe 18 or something like that because I had some honorable mentions, but in the end we just decided let let's let everybody have a whitelist spot. And we can we're going to talk more about the whitelist, you know, itself a little bit later. But for now, let's focus on the art contest. Um, and there's some a couple of surprises in here too, some things that we did not talk about on the Discord. Uh, the name of the art contest was This Is Your, this is your Brain on Drug Receipts. Um, and we're going to look at the, the winners here. So they're just so cool and so cute and so fun. Uh, we got several that kind of had this sneakerhead theme, which is totally fitting. A lot of my background has been in kind of the streetwear community. I've worked with some streetwear brands and a lot of, uh, you know, streetwear enthusiasts are, you know, the early adopters to kind of the NFT space and the collectible space. So seeing something like this is just right on, right on brand. Very cool. It's got the Jordans on, this guy's tongue out. He's doing the jump man pose. Uh, and of course that's a, a rendition of, of cap. Um, actually I should probably, I'll see if I can read the Twitter names too, to pay you guys, give you guys a little uh, shine. Um, so that one's Wonder, so Wondermark from Twitter. Thanks for that one. Um, and the next one we'll look at is, you know, there's lots of different ways, lots of different directions you can go with um, drug receipts. And obviously, front and center, <laughs> one of the ways to go is drugs. So here you've got this tripped out, like look at the face on Rex there, the tripped out face on the label. Um, this is a DMT trip. It's got the, the molecular structure, the chemical compound, um, and just a tripped out background. So really, really appreciated that rendition. Next one is, you know, talk about the, the care and the love that you can tell people are putting into these things. I mean, look at this, the detail, the painting, um, the knife through the head uh, of our little tab character. Sometimes I say tab because if it's not explicitly clear that the character is presenting as female, and a lot of times when I draw the tab character, or when I draw the tab, I feel like we almost need to give the neutral or the the uh, maybe even the the either gender neutral or the male version of it a name. I was thinking something like maybe like Tabert, <laughs> just because it's kind of absurd. Uh, but whatever. But so the, here we've got a I think a gender neutral version of Tab um, putting the knife it through their head. 
just really cool. And it even, it's got the type, right? I have a splitting headache. I mean, just from concept to execution, it's got the hearts and the little things. Um, there's so many background elements here, which is something that I do. It's, it's a standard feature of my drug receipts, the thermal ones on that I doodle, but just because of the nature of the NFTs, because the, 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 uh, the attributes have to switch out. And because it's such a tight square space, I really wasn't able to work in um, the little detailed background elements. Uh, so it's really cool to see that. Nice job. And that's from Stephen King. Uh, the next one is something that I just have a complete weakness for. Uh, I'm a sucker for this. So for every one of the submissions that acknowledged or that incorporated a receipt somehow, I just, you know, it had me. Uh, stop. You had me at receipt. Um, and so this one, I think, actually is like a, a digital version of it. They've, they've actually digitally superimposed the, the image onto the receipt. And if you can see it, the details on the receipt here, this is actually a receipt from like a, a dispensary or something because it's got like rolling papers and stuff like that. So nice touch with the drug reference. And of course, the rendition of cap, kind of the rainbowed out cap, very fun with the base, with the cap. Almost looks like a, one of those uh, bicycling caps. Um, great stuff. The next one is something that honestly, if we had more time, maybe it's not a bad idea to have done in a kind of a clear or invisible, um, character or something like that. I've seen several collections do stuff like that. And, and they're really cool. It's, it's a really cool look. So great thinking on that one. And again, you know, got the speech bubble, um, that hit diff, uh, th there's just, I love what you guys have come up with so much, so much good thinking here in these things. That one's from uh, B3 Anchor. And I'm just doing my best, right, to read the names here. The next one was filed under honorable mention, but it was not a commentary on the quality of art or how well it was received. It was only because Jesse told us that they already had a whitelist spot, so they didn't need to tie up one of our whitelist spots. But I'm actually going to show two uh, two entries from um, Mars44, who provided this one. So this is so cool uh, because it's got Cap um, holding a stake and carrying an A1 bottle in the other hand. And who knows who knows what this is a reference to, right? So every I'm there are plenty of people here in the audience that know what this is in reference to. And for anyone who's listened to our you know previous podcast and Q and As. We've had Tyler on several times. He's one of the uh, one of the founding collaborators, along with Brooke Howard Smith and myself. But Tyler has a notoriously um, finicky diet. Uh, he basically he has the the palate of a, uh, a an eight to twelve year old. I mean, he is just an eternal um, twelve year old when it comes to dining. Uh, and all that he eats essentially is steak. Um, sometimes he'll have chicken and he never eats anything, certainly not a steak without a one sauce. Uh, and you can't take him anywhere. Believe me, he comes to Dallas often, you know, several times a year. And I always take him out to eat. I mean, I've learned my lesson by now. But even if I think I'm taking him to, a, you know, an innocuous place, it's there was a pizza place by where I used to work and he hated it. Uh, I took him and his girlfriend. We both liked it. It's fine. But he is, he's not interested in like, um, he's not interested in like eccentric uh, flavors or, or, you know, unique takes on pizza. He just wants, he just wants it, you know, he just wants it like he always had it 
when he was 12 years old. Don't don't muck with it. Uh, so honestly, what hap- ends up happen- happening most of the time when I try to take t- Tyler to eat is his girlfriend and I will finish our meals and then we have to drive Tyler through a Whataburger drive through after we're finished eating so that he can get something to eat. So anyway, so this cat character is holding an A1 sauce. This is a direct reference to a story that Tyler was telling uh, about a restaurant that he went to, I think in London, where what he always eats is steak and broccoli. They call it steak and broccoli. Uh, and he has his A1 sauce. So nice. Good on you, Mars44, for the excellent rendering and also for the good capturing the story there. Um, and we had another one from Mars. If we can look at the other one, really cool. So this is not just cool, as cool as it looks. It's also clever, right? It's Captain America. It's Cap as Cap. <laughs> so something kind of fun uh, and clever about that. So Mars crushed it on this contest. And just look at the detail. Look at how cool that is. You know, I was. this is kind of what I was nervous about when we had the art contest. I'm like, man, I don't want to see a lot of stuff that's better than what I could do. But, you know, the details on the foot, uh, the details in the uniform, it's just so great. I love it. So you crushed it. Nice work on those, Mars. Thanks for your contributions. Um, the next one, and, you know, when we, when we put out, the, when we put out the, uh, the request for submissions, we said, you know, some people are like, but I'm not an artist. You know, I can't draw. And we're like, we don't need you to draw. What we're asking for is your interpretation of drug receipts. It can be whatever you want. It can be a sand sculpture if you want. It can be a haiku. It can be a poem. Um, and so we got this great submission uh, from, so this one, it was. this comes from Ceci, but actually, I think according to the, the Twitter post, um, the tweet, uh, it was done by Ceci's child. I don't know if, I, if it's a daughter or a son. And sorry, the screen's a little too small for me to see right there, but it was done by her child. Uh, and they said, this is a drug receipt, or this is an NFT. <laughs> and it's so cool. You can totally see that it looks like, you know, it looks like a little cap uh, with antennas or something in their head. Or maybe those are the arms. You know, kids, the way that they render arms and legs, a lot of times it's just lines coming out of the, coming out of the torso, coming out of the body. But I loved it. That one just really tickled me, and I thought it was so sweet. So thank you for sharing that. The next one that we look at comes from Fluff KBX, and this was one of the first ones that I saw. It might have been one of the first submissions that we got, and I just thought that it was so cool and so like so genuine, you know, in its in its spirit and its effort. There even uh, the cat character there has got the you know the get over it um, shades, uh, and he's he's spray painting on the wall snugglers. And that was like, I think that's the only submission that I saw that explicitly called out and acknowledged the snugglers. And that, that to me was so cool. The cap was doing graffiti on the wall. And um, we almost wanted to name this particular rendering of, of cap. We wanted to call it Dawn or flawless because Dawn's nickname, what his prefer, he prefers to go by flawless. He always asks people to call him flawless, but the, this character has a tattoo on their arm that says Senate. Senate is one of the, you know, Senate is the, is, you know, we talk about origin stories. We talk about the origins of drug receipts being on, you know, handle doodle receipts. Well, the true origin is when Brooke and I came together almost 30 years ago and started Senate. Senate was the skating brand that Brooke and I did together 
when we were both professional rollerbladers all those years ago. And then so how cool to see the Senate tattoos show up here in this illustration. So I just loved this one. Very, very cool. And it's got the fluff logo also tagged up on the wall. Um, and I think it's probably a party bear logo over there on the left. So just hitting all the bases, checking off all the boxes. Very cool. And we, when we ask for submissions, you know, it's, you know, talking about a full range of exploration and creative output here. How cool is it to see these 3D renderings? 3D renderings are something and 3D modeled versions of our characters is something that's on our roadmap. And to see members in the community just kind of getting the jump on it and showing their interpretations of it. There's another really cool one that another, another one of our community members did of CAP, uh, a 3D model that's been posted into our Discord. And I think reposted actually on our Twitter and in our social channels. But it's just so cool to see the stuff that you guys are doing. This one is from Jammy, a really talented artist, a lot of nice other work in their portfolio. So Jammy, love that so much. And especially the pills and the crown floating around the, the RX bottle. I mean, this is just great. Just great. Love it. And this to me is, is you know, it's almost a 2D version of what we just looked at from Jammy because it's uh, at least in tone. It just has that really cute, innocent, fun vibe. And it's exactly right what we're doing with drug, re drug, drug receipts, taking these uh, illicit substances and giving them kind of, you know, this really uh, cute sheen. And then it's just the juxtaposition of those two things. We think that's something magic happens in that juxtaposition. And um, this submission by Pit Pango really nailed that. I love it. Now, the next one is something, I mean, this is just me, honestly. Uh, this is just me being stoked on me because that is basically my art. It's actually... It's my art better than I could ever do it. It's rendered more beautifully than I've ever rendered it. These, this is actually a drawing, which is hard to believe um, because, you know, I did mine on the tablet. Mine are, mine are crisp, clean lines because the tablet's taking care of all the details. It's, it's eliminating all the, uh, the minor imperfections. But that is a pencil rendering. Um, this one is by um, E-O-J-I, E-O-G-I. Um, and this character, you know, we mentioned that there were some submissions that kind of that, you know, that paid homage to the streetwear culture and to the sneakerhead culture. And so this, this version actually, God, did, I must've taken a terrible snapshot of it. I have done EOG a, a huge disservice here because it's cut off the best feature or the coolest feature of the rendering that's done here because Tabby in this one is wearing, um, Jordan's. Uh, and just beautifully rendered Jordans. So, and that's something that's not in the collection. So that is, that was an addition of a, a stroke of inspiration that was added by Eoji. Uh, we will repost that in the discord if we can track it down. And just, I want to make sure people, you guys can see that because it's, it's just so beautifully rendered. Um, and I, I mentioned that, right. That I have a, a soft spot for uh, receipts, any ones that were submitted on the receipts. The next one was submitted by Fluff KBX. You know what? One of these, one of, because I've already mentioned Fluff KBX, that means one of these has the wrong label that I'm looking at. So apologies, guys. In fact, I think I know who this is because this, this submission, the, the artist behind this and I had a conversation because he, we didn't get him on the whitelist. We screwed up. Um, despite giving him, awarding him a light, whitelist spot, we just, 
somehow we had, you know, user error on our end and neglected to get them on the whitelist. But, you know, we had some private correspondence, let them know, make sure that we were going to get them taken care of, that he wouldn't have to pay over mint. Um, but so this is cook, right? The unknown cooks. So how cool is that? Uh, it's, I mean, this is exactly what I do. It's drawn on a receipt. It's got the, it's got the expression. It's saying something. Do you feel it? Um, it's got the drugs floating around the open cap, the open Rex cap, um, or the open Rex lid. Um, it's carrying a knife. It's branded at the bottom with the at, at unknown. Um, I mean, it's just, yeah. Talk about, you know, being flattered or just sort of like being impressed with kind of being impressed with my own art. Like, I think definitely one of the things I'm responding to here is it just, it looks so much like something that I would have done. Um, so I, you know, I really responded to that. I just think it's so cool. Uh, so thank you for that submission and thank you for being patient with us, you know, as we, as we sorted out your whitelist spot. Uh, another one on a receipt. This one is, uh, was submitted by Bozonius, um, which I think is actually, uh, this is someone else in our community. Um, is this acrothetic? Am I saying the name right? Um, someone will give me an answer on that. But for now, let's focus on the art. I mean, there is so much about this that when, you know, when I saw it, I'm like, oh man, if this had come a little bit sooner, what I wouldn't have given to be able to incorporate some of this into the collection, like the, it's not acrothetics, but I do have a submission from acro. Oh no, no, it's coming up. Okay, sorry. So I was, you're right. I, you're right. I was getting ahead of myself. Uh, this one, so this one is Bosonius. So I thought, how cool would it be to have those striped socks, those striped leggings in the collection? Because a lot of my work historically has had like striped things like that. I just think it's so cool. Um, and then just the whole composition of this with the, you know, the French beret and the cigarette and the sort of like the the French pantomime character version of tabby um the cigarette is it, just so cool and this is another one i guess that I've, I've done a disservice by in how i cropped it or in because i've only cropped the the tweet but it's it's definitely got a, a uh, it's definitely got a speech bubble there and now it escapes me i don't recall what it said but so i said that it, how cool would it have been to get some of these um to get these traits into the the collection we had an issue with tabby uh, this is this is just kind of a story about our how our community works and the power of community and how much we value your input. But you know, I I all of our traits are shareable by all the characters, um, but not all the characters work with all the traits. But we have a baseball cap that all the characters wear, and I have a version of Tabby wearing the baseball hats. But Tabby's head is very different than all the other characters. Actually, Tabby and Siren have very different different heads. Uh, and so the baseball cap was just a little hat sitting on top of Tabby's giant round tablet head. Uh, and I liked it because I thought it was cute and absurd. You know, I like stuff that's absurd. It's why we have this project. But the, there is a very big contingency of passionate um, Tabby supporters. We've, got, we've definitely got a Team Tabby gang going on already. Um, more than any other PFP, the ones uh, people have been filling up their PFPs with Tabby PFPs. Um, and they are very protective of Tabby. And so I put it to the community. What do you think of the, the hat on Tabby? And the, the feedback was not overwhelmingly positive. So we got rid of the baseball cap. But I still wanted Tabby to be able to wear something on her head. 
Um, she gets the bunny ears, but you know, some, I want to be able, I wanted to be able to mix it up and have some variety. So this submission came along and I thought, oh, heck yeah, a beret. That's so cool. Um, and so I worked up a tabby. I mean, I worked up a beret and I thought, and I thought, and I can also still fit it in kind of into the ethos of the brand. Like I'm going to put a punk, I'm going to put a punk beret, you know, um, because that's definitely kind of like a thing. You can picture the seventies punks in England wearing the berets with the, the buttons and the pins on them. So, uh, Joel, let's show the next one. Let's look what, let's see what it looks like with Tabby wearing her punk beret, her little punker beret there. So it's got the anarchy button on it. It's got a little skull button. Actually, I was really stoked. I got two for one here because I got to work in a, another hat for Tabby, but also because I really wanted to have a skull somewhere in the collection. I mean, I just like drawing skulls. So I just got a tiny little dope skull on Tabby's um, beret there. That one comes in two different colors, but so much love, much respect to uh, Bozonius for the inspiration. And guys, so this is two demonstrations, um, one right on top of the other of the power of community. On the one hand, I got this great inspiration from a piece of art that one of our, our community members submitted. And on the other, I got feedback um, from the community about what traits we like and what traits we don't like. And not just on the, the pure aesthetics, but on the actual, you know, the values and the 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 uh, the feeling that we have for Tabby. I mean, it's, it was like a real kind of intimate, nuanced understanding of the brand and of, of the character. And so this is the end result. No baseball caps for Tabby, but she gets her precious little custom punk beret. So cool. Thank you guys for that teamwork. Teamwork makes the dream work. But so now, acrothetics. <laughs> Okay, so this was one that I just absolutely loved. I mean, you talk about all the elements uh, that I really love and that, that, you know, that I love to get into every, every work of art, certainly into my drug receipts. Um, and Acrothetics has done his own take on it, right? So you've got the, uh, the, the version of Rex, but completely done in a different style. I mean, same style, right? Sort of same ballpark, but rendered in, uh, in, in Acrothetics' own interpretation of it. And you've got the, the lettering. I love hand-drawn lettering. And here Acrothetics has done their own version of the hand-drawn lettering. So cool. And that, you know, I, I talked about it a little bit already, but just the background things, all the floating, uh, you know, the floating pills coming out of um, Rex's open lid, which by the way, again, that's the thing that I couldn't work in to the drug receipts. Actually, I probably could have if I'd, if I'd worked hard enough. Um, but you know, in the drawings, when Rick's, Rex has his lid, op lid open and his lid is always open, uh, I like things coming out of it. I like pills floating and popping out of it. Uh, but we don't have that in our collection. So I'm glad to see it represented here. Uh, so Acrothetics, sorry that I got, I got the, I, I got ahead of myself. I was trying to, I was trying to assign the wrong submission to you, but here it is. And I love it. Nice work on that one. And Acrothetics is very active in our um, community on our discord. So nice to see that submission. And by the way, we are well into, if you guys haven't noticed, I mean, I love them all, but we've kind of been working our way up to the ones that have, you know, got the, the biggest reaction from me or that resonate, resonated kind of the, the deepest um, or that I felt the most deeply. Uh, and this one, like of all of them, there's still a couple more we're going to look after this, but but of all of them, like just, just viscerally, just like pure emotion, just like hitting me right in the core. Uh, this one did it for me. It's just so snug and cute. I mean, 
you know, if if I had to, you know, if I had to put uh, um, dr- drug snugglers, drug snugglers, this this absurd but beautiful and precious and just a little bit dangerous and um, um, uh, provocative name that we've come up with, the drug snugglers, and it represents our community. But if you had to put pictures to it, that is drug snugglers right there. They are just so snug and cute in their little pajamas um, and their colors. And the, I mean, it, and it's one of each character. Cap, Tabby, Rex, Siren, they all got the treatment. They've got, and they've got, they've got the traits with the skates and the cast. I mean, it's just, this one blew me away. I love it. It's, it was just great. So that one was submitted by Melly Chi and Melly, nice work. Well, well done. Precious. Um, oh, no, no. Sorry, not Melly Chi. I'm doing it again. Pettit Jenny. Either Petite Jenny or Pettit Jenny. Um, but P- Pettit Jenny, thank you for that submission. Really, really made my day. I love to see that. Uh, so this was not a submission, right? This is this is something from our collection. This is one that, this is one that I did. Um, but this is one that will not be in the 10,000 release. It was originally scheduled to be, um, but that was well before uh, Russia invaded Ukraine and the world fell into, you know, this, just this, um, this period of uncertainty. Uh, um, My history with more war is long. (laughs) You know, I did, I did more war graphics for, I think for Franco Shade originally, I did more war for um, Ghost Brand, and I did a more war update here for drug receipts. Uh, and kind of the thinking behind it, I've explained it before, but the thinking is, you know, for most of our lives, we have all lived in times of peace um, and prosperity. And, you know, it's just kind of one of the, uh, one of the windfalls of living in a world that is, you know, largely... Um, driven by liberal democracies, there's just not a whole lot of war anymore. Uh, we still have issues with terrorism. I'm not saying that it's all peace all the time and that there's not people struggling with really difficult and contentious things. Uh, but for, for those of us here in the Western world, most of our lives have been um, marked by uh, long periods of peace um, and prosperity. And so I thought that, you know, messages when people would say things like, you know, make love, not war, or, you know, no more war, to me, they just felt like kind of um, hollow, vacant uh, statements. Um, It's like they're, they are so universally true or so unobjectionably true that to say them just really doesn't do anything. It doesn't add anything to anything. It, It makes the message almost become invisible. And I am in the business as an artist and as a marketer of making the message heard. I want my message to be heard. I want my art to be seen. I'm in the business of getting eyeballs. With this project, there is something lurking beneath the surface. Once we get you in, we have a message. There is something there that we are trying to impress upon you. It's not just making you look for its own sake. It'd be, you know, and there are lots of artists that do it. It'd be very easy to come up with something uh, objectionable or offensive or shocking just to get you to look at it. But we do, there is something seething under the surface here. Uh, and so for me, more war is provocative. It goes against the grain. I'm, I'm challenging you to, to look at this statement and to consider it 
uh, I'm drawing you in so that we can, this is the, this is the hook to, to, so that we can draw you into the conversation. Um, and also there, you know, there is some value in just being provocative and challenging for its own sake. Uh, and, and I suppose that is somewhat of a defense also of, of artists who are, you know, who, who purely try to provoke just for its own sake. There is some value in that, but it's not just what we do here. We're not provoking just for its own sake. Um, but in light of the current, current political climate, in light of the, the global conflict, um, and in light of the uncertainty, you know, who's to say how much worse things will get, uh, this collection is just going to be sitting out there forever. Um, these things are going to be on the blockchain, owned by you know, 10,000 people. They will be out of our hands, out of our control. And I'm not comfortable with that being the message that we're putting out there. And it's not because I don't understand the thinking behind it. I'm the artist. I get it. Um, but it's because once it's out there, it's not ours alone um, to justify or to explain. I don't get to sit there and explain to everyone who ever sees this or everyone who will ever own it, the thinking behind it. Uh, and because there is so much room for this to be misinterpreted, um, and because there are so many people out there who are really affected by this, um, and who could be hurt by it, or who would uh, be offended by the lack of sensitivity, it's just not worth it to put it out there. So we have removed more war from the collection. The bomb is still in the collection. Uh, the and we've replaced more war with another sign. So there's still going to be three signs. One says, give up. One says, out of here. And one says, uh, see ya. Um, you just won't find one that says more war. Or actually, I should clarify. If you guys can see, keep a secret, this has to say just between us, um, because I don't want it getting out there. But it is possible there might be one in there that says more war. Um, just because I am so vain and because this has been such a labor of love and I've worked so hard to um, put some reference to almost everything that I've ever done and more war is such an integral part of, of the legacy of my art, although I don't want there to be a lot of them out there, there might be one somewhere smuggled in because I am the apex drug snuggler, right? Um, the, the snuggler to end all snugglers. And so... Uh, and I am, you know, as good as I try to be, the fact is sometimes I, I just, I have a hard time. Uh, I have a hard time with obedience. I have a hard time with falling in line. So if you guys find somewhere hidden in that 10,000 collection, one, one sign that says more war, come at me. You'll have to forgive me. Give me your worst. Give me your best. We'll just see what happens. Okay, so, but the reason I bring all of that up, let's look at, because the next submission was one that really hit me. And this was a one I think that really crystallized and solidified the decision to remove more war from the collection. Because I said that I've always thought that expressions like peace and world peace and make love not war, they're passe. But in times of war, in times of conflict, they are not passe, they are meaningful. And they are real uh, cries for, for peace. Um, there's real weight to the declaration here. And to see the Cap character crying here with the Band-Aid, holding the uh, olive branch and the, the, the dove of peace flying above, the Lithuanian flag um, in the Cap character, um, and the Russian flag, right? 
the two flags coming together. I mean, this, like how can, right? This cuts right through my entire premise of more war. So it's not true that peace is a meaningless statement right now. It is an important statement right now. So I've removed more war from the collection, more or less. Um, and I want to commend uh, the artist who submitted this one, um, XSY Trance. However you say that, XSY Trance. Thank you for this wonderful submission. It's really touching, really sweet. And I think that it is right on uh, right now. So thank you for that. And, it, and just like the beret influenced the collection, just like Jamie's feedback uh, that she did not like the cap um, on Tabby and Jesse didn't love the cap on Tabby and Dawn even didn't love the cap on Tabby. I got plenty of feedback there. Um, you guys influenced the collection. Well, XSY Trance, you've influenced the collection as well. So th thank you for your thoughtful submission. Ukrainian flag, did I say that? So I thought, I thought actually, if you can go back for a second, because um, I'm getting a comment here from Morgan Freeman, but I thought that the, tell me if I'm wrong. I thought that the colors on top were the, the uh, Ukrainian. Oh, did I say Lithuanian or something? Well, anyway, I thought that the colors on top were Ukrainian and the ones on bottom were, are Russian, but I, I may have misspoke. So thank you for helping me clear that up. Um, okay, so now we can go to the next one. So the so all the submissions um, that we've spoke about so far uh, were hand-selected. Those were the ones that I chose. But we also left it up to the votes and to the, the audience to pick uh, a winner. We had an automatic... Um, an automatic whitelist spot that would go to the submission that got the most votes. And this submission by Melly Chi, um, which is a great, you know, uh, uh, pen and ink rendition of our characters crossing the road um, done with Micron pens. And it's, oh, okay. Yeah, it's confirmed. I said Lithuanian. I meant Ukrainian. Thank you guys for clearing that up. Um, it's our, the, the drug receipts characters crossing the road. It looks just like the, the Beatles album cover, Abbey Road. Uh, but one of our characters is Tabby. And so uh, Jesse, I think, came up with the, the novel and super clever idea of calling this actually Tabby Road, which is really cute. A clever take on the, 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 um, the classic Beatles album cover. Um, but so uh, this submission by Melly Chi was well on its way to racking up the most um, votes. You can see that it got 40 likes there, uh, but it got flagged. Um, for I think for like questionable content or something, and so it got removed from people's <laughs> got removed from people's feeds, and so they couldn't see it anymore, and so she stopped getting votes, and so we awarded Melly Chi a spot because it looked like you know she was going to take it home comfortably anyway. Um, but the one that actually got the most votes, and don't show it yet, don't show it yet, Joellen, because I want I want to hype this up a little bit because of all the things that we've seen, and we have seen some great work. Um, We've seen some incredible craftsmanship. We've seen some really clever thinking. We've seen some really deep and touching and heart-rending thought put into these things. Um, I've taken a lot of inspiration from these directly. But of all the things that you've seen so far, nothing can pre pre prepare you for what we are about to share with you. If you haven't seen this yet, you are about to be blown away. This submission by Sonic Forever is, is so... It almost leaves me speechless, which is hard to do because I am rarely with ever, or I'm rarely at a, a loss for words. But this next work is so magnificent 
um, so uh, so groundbreaking in its rendering uh, and it, and in its interpretation of drug receipts that I cannot wait to share it with you. Joellen, let's go ahead and bring it up. I'm not sure that the audience will ever be ready for it, but we can't wait for them to be ready. Uh, sometimes you just have to spring something new on the public and then let them catch up, let them get their, let them get their brains around it. So if we can bring up the next one, Joellen, from Sonic Forever. Let's see what we got after that dramatic buildup. I love it. So this is from Sonic Forever. And this was, um, this was accompanied by a very long uh, post, which explained, um, explained kind of some of the background and the backstory of this. And I don't remember it all now, but I'm going to enlarge it so I can look at it. But so the, down at the bottom, it says crack. And I think that the story there was that was Tab, Tabby. Um, but then something happened. Maybe she she got some bad stuff or it was laced with something and then she cracked up and broke up into, into little crack rocks. <laughs> I don't know. But you've got Johnny the Joint up in the top right and Eddie the Edible. So we're seeing some new uh, characters being introduced into the kind of the fan, the, the fan uh, fiction, the fan um, universe, the drug receipts fan art universe. Um, so this one got 62 likes. Sonic Forever certainly did some heavy lobbying, uh, but who can see this and not be moved to smash the like button? Uh, so congratulations to Sonic Forever, not just for picking up a whitelist spot for getting the most likes, but for doing something that is truly exceptional and a standout piece in a gallery of exceptional artwork. So thank you for that. Very, very nice. Um, Let's shrink my screen back down. So guys, thank you for all of those submissions. That was really cool and really, really fun. And, you know, like so many things that we're talking about here today, just a great testament um, to, to the kind of the special community that we have here. And right now I'm really wishing that I would have eaten something before we got on here or that I would have brought something to drink. I am like, I'm getting so lightheaded. So guys, if if I pass out any time throughout here, don't be alarmed. I mean, I'm telling you exactly why why it's happening. It's nothing to be alarmed about, but fair warning, fair warning. How fun was that with all the art? I, speaking of art, I have something because I'm an artist too. We've seen great art here. Uh, I did a boxing today. I mean, I did an unboxing on one of these before. And uh, Brooke wouldn't let me hear the end of it. He thought that it was stupid and that I, I butchered it and that I didn't know what I was doing. The beer was all, the beer was leaking. We got, the, I got this great package of beer from Matt Lindenmuth. Uh, he has a brewery, a Dewey Brewery, Dewey Brewery, Rural Juror. Um, and, but the beers were open and so it was like kind of messy and whatever. But this hopefully will go a little cleaner. This just arrived from Sticker Mule, uh, right before we went live. Uh, this is something that I ordered ahead of um, South by Southwest, and I'm leaving tomorrow, so it it showed up right on time. You think I might need some drugs, you guys? Is that what's going on here? But So I haven't looked at this, but I'm very excited because I didn't want to show up to um, South by Southwest empty-handed. Because when people see me, they you know they expect something. They don't want to just shake my hand. They, they want me to give them something. And I'm happy to do it. I want to give people something because I'm not 
you know, I'm spreading, I'm spreading the message. We're spreading drug receipts here. Man, I hope this worked. Oh, heck yeah. Heck yeah, guys. Okay, so uh, if you see me in Austin, make sure you ask me for some drug receipt stickers. And we're going to have them. I'm going to have them. Drug receipts. Who wants drug receipts? Drug receipts stickers. Dude, these are so cool. I'm so excited. This is going to be fun. Hey, but listen, if colors aren't your thing, if you're too cool, you know, if you're too cool, because this is part of the aesthetic as well. I just got it in black. Boom. Who could use that? Oh, yeah, that's going to be cool. Um, but, you know, no one, I mean, yeah, logos are cool, but what about the characters? What about the, what about the characters, huh? Who's got a character? Oh, yeah. Rainbow cap? Let's go. Where are you going with your knapsack? Uh, you're going on my iPhone is where you're going. Let's see if you fit. There's an old one. Going to get a new one. Fits. You know it fits, baby. That's how we designed it. If I if I could do one other character because I didn't have I, I didn't have uh, time to do them all. If I could do one other character, who should I do here? Should I do Siren? I know I got some Siren fans. Or Rex. What about the what about Rex? No, I know you guys. You guys want Tabby. Y'all want Tabby. Okay, I got a bunch of these. I got a bunch of. Yeah, you guys want you guys want a Tabby character? Who's gonna be in Austin? Listen, we're going to get to all the characters eventually, but we're starting with Tabby, Cap. We've got some logos. Yes, very excited. Now I don't have to go empty-handed. Super sick. I wish Brooke was here to see this because I think that was a, a more successful unboxing, not because what Matt sent wasn't great, because I just had a hard time opening it. This, this is cool stuff. This is cool stuff. You guys want me to take Tabby out of one just so we can see what she looks like without the glare? Just because I can't wait. I can't wait. I can't wait. <laughs> I know, Joel, and I should go grab a drink. Oh, my God. Um, look at this. You know why I think everybody's telling me to get something to eat or drink? I think it's because I think you guys think I'm getting delirious. Is my behavior getting, like, unpredictable? Look at that. How cute. Tabby with her, her Tyler Shields ruby slippers and her knife and her, her fluff world bandaged bunny ears. I mean, all the, she's got all the little references in there and this one little sticker and, and just the perfect size to fit onto your phone. Oh my gosh, I can't wait. I can't wait. Who's going to be in Austin? Make sure you find me. I'll have these. And then watch, I'll forget to put them in my suitcase. <laughs> How will I ever live that down? Oh my gosh. Okay, great. That was cool. That was cool. That was fun. Um, so holy smoke, Don, how far are we in? You always, you always get on me about the time. How long have we been going here? Where's my living clock? An hour 20 already? So we're an hour 20 in and we have not even talked about the biggest news, the biggest snugging you news that's going on right now. How do you bury the lead for an hour and 20 minutes? We minted out. This is insane, you people. This is completely nuts. Who are you calling, you people? This is insane, drug snugglers. This was an incredible uh, roller coaster ride. Um, and there's a lot of things to talk about here, a lot of things to unpack. Um, 
we have built into our community, right? We've, we've not built into our community. We've built into our project some pillars. We talk about them art all the time, art and subversion, science and skepticism. Um, uh, art, subversion, science and skepticism. Um, what comes after that? <laughs> I guess I do need to go get something to eat. Uh, art and subversion. Oh, I guess that is it. There's nothing in between them. It's art and, art and subversion, science and skepticism, and community. Those are our pillars. Um, but community is a big part of it. And so, and we don't just, you know, it's not just marketing spin, right? We, from the very beginning, we always make sure that everything that we do reflects back on and incorporates our values and our pillars. And so when we started the Discord and we got our first surge of 5,000 members, we moved very quickly to put, um, to, to, um, um, to put a constraint on it and to slow down the chat, to stop the spamming, um, and to to get rid of the uh, the experience points to stop anything that looked like grinding. We did not want people to be in our Discord grinding. We didn't want to send people out into the the uh, wider Discord universe or into their social channels and spam on our behalf. What we wanted was to create genuine, authentic engagements. We wanted to create authentic interactions between people. And we wanted to create a space for it. Uh, and so from the very beginning, we have always put in measures that might not always be in the best interest of the brand if the way that you measure success is by um, uh, dollars gained or by um, how quickly you can get money or how quickly you can convert to sales. Um, what we want to build is a project that we are happy to be a part of. None of us have any interest in building a Discord forum um, that we have to spend any time in that's not fun to be that's not fun to be in. Poor Don and Jesse and um, Sean and all of our meds and all of our pharmacists and our stimulants. Um, imagine all the time that they spend in these channels if the if these were just the shittiest places to spend your day. If all it was was just you know the lowest form of conversation, just nonstop spamming. Wouldn't wish that on anyone. And if we don't want to do it, how could we ask anyone else to do it? Why would we inflict that on anyone else? So we are serious about building a space and building a brand and a project and a community that we all want to be a part of. So it's not just, you know, um, nice quality, uh, genuine interactions, but it's also interactions kind of based around the, the ideals that, that we value and that we, um, that we promote here. Right. So, so uh, reason, um, skepticism, uh, uh, of friendliness, right? Open conversations where we are nice to people. Um, and so, our, you know, talking about our meds and our pharmacists, our stimulants, everybody that all of our, you know, all of our uh, senior role members in the drug snugglers community, um, you know, these guys are all the living embodiment of all those ideals. And the reason that the, that our, our Discord is so successful. And the reason that it works is because people see it in them, right? They set the standard. They are the living faces, the living um, embodiment of the brand. And so people that come into the community, they take their cue from our community leaders and they see, oh, that's how they behave. And so they fall into line. And it just, you know, it, 
it has compounding results and it creates a great space. And it's been a big part of the reason why we've been so successful. There's no doubt about it because people respond to the vibe of the community and by extension, the brand or vice versa, right? They are, they are symbiotic. Um, but so we constantly are tweaking these levers, putting these things into place, things which might be counterintuitive or, or might not always be in the best interest of, you know, financial gain if you're measuring success that way. And so we did it. We did a similar thing. We were faced with the, you know, the decision of how to handle our mint um, because what's, what's, Standard is once you get to public mint, uh, you let people mint more than one uh, at a time. It saves on gas fees. It makes it easier. It's less clicking. It's less waiting for MetaMask to do its, you know, its behind the scenes work. If you can mint up to two or three or five at a time, it just makes it that much easier to get your NFTs. And why would we ever put any governor, any restriction on how many NFTs people can buy at a time? We want to sell out and we want it quick, right? But the thinking, and this was fairly radical. I don't, I don't know of any other communities that have done this. It's certainly not become, it's certainly not a common practice yet. Um, but we had the idea of limiting it to one uh, mint per transaction or one transaction per mint. And the idea was we wanted to have the broadest community possible. Um, this gives us an opportunity to let as many people in as possible. Um, you don't have people just buying up the collection really quickly and then it's gone in a flash. You slow down the entire process. You give people time to buy in and they can only buy in one at a time. There's no limit on how many you can buy. Just you can only buy one at a time. So it slows down the process, slows down the process. Well, it also keeps the gas fees, keeps the gas fees low because it slows down the traffic and you don't have people competing against each other. And it also lowers the stress level because you don't feel like you're about to miss out. You don't feel like you're racing against the clock. You know that the next guy or the next thousand guys aren't just minting five at a time. Um, it gives the mint process time to play out. But what it also means is you're slowing down your sale. You're slowing down the likelihood of having a mint out, a complete mint out. Um, and believe me, when we, after our whitelist, which only got to about two and a half thousand, um, and we're going to talk a little bit more ab about that in a second, but our whitelist only got to about two and a half thousand by the time it was done. So there was 7,500 left for our open sale. Um, that's a lot. Uh, certainly based on the size of our whitelist, because we had a whitelist of like 10,000 people. So to only get through 2,500 after our whitelist, there definitely were some red flags. We were like, uh-oh. And then once the, the public sale happened, and it was good. It was all good by any conventional measure. Um, but this is not a conventional project. We are part of non-fungible labs. Uh, Brooke comes, he is you know, one of the, the, the founding creators of uh, Fluff World. Um, they, had, they have a long string of unblemished successes, unblemished instant sellouts, Fluff World, Party Bears, ASM. I mean, you name it. They, whatever they put out, it sells out. And although uh, drug receipts exist outside of the ecosystem, the Fluff World ecosystem, we're still related to all those projects. We're still a part of non-fungible labs. We still have characters with bunny ears and bandages and wearing fluff baseball caps. So, you know, in some way, whatever the performance of this project still reflects back on those other projects and certainly reflects back on Brooke. So you better believe he was sweating it out, right? Because his reputation is really on the line. 
um, we all have a lot on the line. I'm an artist. I have a delicate artist ego. And so, yeah, I, I take it a little personally if, if people don't respond to the art. I, it feels like an indictment on my work. It feels like a commentary on the quality of my work. Um, but it, but as, 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 you know, as much as I felt it, as much anxiety as, as I experienced, it's nothing compared to what Brooke must have been going through. Um, because my experience, my anxiety ends, you know, at the end of my, at the borders of my own mind, uh, he is carrying the responsibility of thousands of fluff owners and party bear owners. Um, and all of his, you know, his 150 team members at non-fungible labs. And you better believe they are all looking at Brooke. Like we're watching you, Brooke. This is, you brought this project in, you believe in it. Uh, now you better deliver. And I'm not saying that anybody actually said that to him. I'm not saying that any of that pressure really exists um, because all these communities that we are associated with are great and welcoming communities. Um, but we're talking about what's going on. You know, we're talking about pressure. And so if I thought I felt pressure, you better believe that Brooke felt pressure. And Tyler, he, you know, he was sipping, he was sipping martinis on a beach somewhere. He's good. He, his legacy, his legacy can't be tarnished. He's good. He is, you know, he is the Andy Warhol of our time. So whatever happens here for Tyler is great. Um, but I, I mean, I'm kidding a little bit, right? But Tyler, right? Tyler, Tyler, I think is rooting for us. He wants the project to do well. We all believe in it, but, um, Brooke is definitely the one who is sweating it out. Uh, but so, you know, once we get to public sale, things are going kind of slow, you know, kind of slow. It's not, it's not a rocket ship. It's not a 20 minute sellout. It's not a 20 second sellout, sellout like the boroughs. Um, and now we're thinking, oh, geez, what idiots? Why did we limit it to one transaction per mint? Um, we, we've made it impossible for people to buy. Uh, of course they're not moving. And now we have, now we look like as we are like crawling, um, you know, through this minting process, it looks like we're not going to sell out. Um, and it's, you know, it's partly our own doing. Like we've put all these restrictions on the, the process and, you know, we've, we have sunk ourselves. And we actually, we said as much because, you know, in our 24 hour live marathon where we where we were doing the tour of the discord Q and a and the Instagram live and the, um, the Twitter spaces, you know, we are commenting on our own psychosis, uh, in real time. Um, and so we were like, yeah, guys, maybe we made a mistake. Maybe we shouldn't have put, you know, we, maybe we shouldn't have put a cap on it. Um, and we were saying things like, God, yeah, probably if we had it to do all over again, we probably, uh, we wouldn't, wouldn't have done that. Same thing with the whitelist. You know, we, we had no, we had no restrictions on the whitelist. It's like, basically it's like, if you want to be on the whitelist, we'll put you on the whitelist. Things got harder once the spots were gone. But in the beginning it was like, yeah, if you're, if you're in the discord, if you're down for the project, we want your support. Thank you. You're on the whitelist. Well, we only sold 2,500 through the whitelist. So maybe there's something to be said for, you know, vetting your, your whitelist more thoroughly. Uh, we probably had a lot of kind of like hollow um, whitelist spots there. A lot of people that never, never converted. Um, and the kind of the funny thing about it is because we gave away so many spots early, you know, before the pro project was well established, before you give people time, time to understand the project, um, a lot of those early whitelist spots probably were kind of hollow. Um, and then by the end, when you've got the people that are really invested in the project and they understand it and the, po the project has some momentum and you've got people that really want to actually buy into the project, well, they were, they were restricted. We didn't have white spots available for them. So we probably front loaded the whitelist with a bunch of people that weren't that interested and 
and precluded the ability of a lot of people who were interested from getting in. So our, those first 5,000 whitelist spots, yeah, probably not a whole lot of substance there in the end. So if you're asking how would we do it different, um, I, don't, I wouldn't ask people to grind. I don't think you need to do anything differently. But you might be a little more protective of the spots initially. Instead of giving them out right away, we probably would have done better to partition them out, um, hang on to some so that as the project grows and, and it gets more established, then you have spots available for the people that are, that are there. And you can just award them as, you know, sort of um, drip them out over time. But here's the thing. In the end, we sold out. We had, there was something magical, right, about Jesse's um, subversion of subversion, where she turned it into the, to art and perversion. But that little 69-69 rally, whatever, whatever magic it was that you guys were doing there in the drug receipts discord. But you know, at the time that, that those conversations were going on, I mean, we couldn't have been at more than much more than 5,000, right? I mean, even then I thought, gosh, the chances of getting to 69, 69, I mean, what are they before we get to, you know, before uh, 24 hours is over, or maybe even before we get to uh, um, South by Southwest. And our goal here, we really wanted to be minted out. We wanted to be revealed before South by Southwest. We're sponsors at South by Southwest. We didn't want to be there as like a half-formed, half-baked company. And we also, if I'm being honest, didn't want to be there with all of our other, you know, partners and cousins in the non-fungible labs community looking like we, you know, like we were a disappointment, like, like we hadn't performed um, up to expectation. And again, all those things may not have been true. And I believe that this project has, I believe that, I, that is sort of a separate thought I'm going to get to in just a second. So we'll table that for right now. Um, but so, you know, it didn't, I, it, it was not, it was not certain, it was not clear that we were going to make it to 69.69, but we kept plugging along, we kept trucking along and through some of these Twitter spaces and through some of the, the Instagram lives and the, the discords and, you know, just through the constant commentary and talking about the values of the brand, because drug receipts is not an easy thing to get, right? You don't just, you don't just pop in and get it. It takes a little bit, bit of time to understand it. You have to open your mind to it. Um, it goes a little deeper. Uh, it, it, we are offering mind altering substance. Um, but so once, you know, once this messaging started getting out there and then people go into their other channels and they're, they're kind of plugging in and saying, you know, they start getting a little bullish on drug receipts. Um, you start people, you start seeing people coming in and then the numbers start going up. We're, we're minting, we're getting closer and closer toward, you know, we're trudging along toward, 69.69. And then we hit it. So miraculously, somehow we made it to 69.69. But even then, we're still 3,000 away from being minted out. And, you know, at that point, we were getting uh, perilously close to being um, at the end of the 24-hour period. Not that there was any hard deadline that we had to be minted out in 24 hours, but it was kind of the goal we'd set for ourselves, you know, 12 hours for whitelist, 12 hours for the public mint. Um and I think we actually even, we, we definitely went past the 24 hours, but something happened after 69, 69, once we hit 7,000, um, it started taking off like a rocket ship. And I don't know what it, what it was. I mean, there were several contributing factors that, you know, that we can speculate about, you know, once you start nearing the end of the collection, I think people start to get a little bit of FOMO. They want to make sure that they buy in people that have maybe one or a couple already start thinking, Hey, I, now would be a good time to pick up another one. 
And also I know that some alpha got out into some channels right there near the end where some new communities came in. But, you know, I talk about a, a slow and, you know, a casual um, minting process. That was true up until about 7,000. There are stories of people who thought that they'd get in around, you know, 7,200, 7,500, and they, you know, minted their first one. And then it's only one mint per transaction. So they go to mint their second one. And by the second, by the time they got to their second transaction, it was sold out. I mean, it was a, it was a rocket ship as we went through the last three to two, uh, last two to 3,000. I mean, it sold out uh, very quickly. In fact, our last, um, two to 3,000 is probably a lot closer to what the other non-fungible labs mints look like. Not that it's a competition and not that we are comparing ourselves to them, um, but just to give some perspective, I mean, the, the last two to 3,000 really just rocket ship, uh, were a rocket ship. Um, and, then, and then at the end, what vindication, right? Vindication for the brand, for the project, for all the hard work that the um, that the every single drug snuggler put in, that our our community leaders, um, the 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 meds, the pharmacists, the the stimulants. I mean, everyone in our community. Um, and it's you know a lot of times people. It sounds like I'm giving like a, an acceptance speech, right? Like I'm just thanking everybody on the list, but I'm not thanking them just to say, Hey, we did, we accomplished something. And here's everybody who was a part of it. It's because the kind of work that they put in, um, it's a vindication of the kind of work that we all put in, um, taking extra time to show that we care the extra time in the illustrations to make sure that we get them right and that they look good. And that each one of the 10,000 NFTs that you are going to mint looks like an individually handcrafted work of art, not like a one, of 10,000, you know, switch the attribute collection. Um, each one of you are going to be stoked on what you get. Um, but taking the time to get feedback on the collection and know what you guys think about it. Um, each one of our meds and our pharmacists and our stimulants, taking time to speak uh, to new members in our forums and in our channels, to answer their questions, to welcome them to the community. But just this commitment to a quality of community uh, building um, and the, and that even though it looked like all the stuff that we'd done might have not been, um, the right recipe for a quick sellout, um, we got a sellout nonetheless. And what it says is that it's possible to build the kind of brand that you want to have, the kind of brand that you want to be. It's possible to build a brand around the ideals, you know, just good old fashioned ideals, like be nice, be reasonable, um, and make good shit, make good stuff. Sorry, mom. Um, and that it's possible to mint out even if you do everything the right way. Uh, and part of what's baked into that, and this is kind of what I wanted to talk about, but, you know, if we had minted out right away, like, you know, like another non-fungible apps project, um, I know that I would have felt like I expected it, right? And I would have felt like I deserved it. Right, like this project was always destined to be a sellout. Um, I try to never say that leading up to it. You know, I always, I, you know, I have to, uh, I have to hold out um, the possibility that you know that it won't be a sellout, um, that it won't be an instant success, and that we've got to be be prepared for kind of a long haul. Um, but in moments of weakness, I would accept, or I would, 
I would allow myself to believe that I thought it was going to sell out. I thought that we were onto something. I thought that we had something. Um, and I don't normally do that. I, I, I'm not the kind of person that, that, you know, uh, counts their chickens before they hatch. Right. Um, I don't get excited about a trip until I'm on the airplane. Uh, in the, in the meantime, there's plenty of work to be done. I'll get excited when it's, a, when it is a justified, um, after, after the accomplishment has been demonstrated. Um, but so, but so if I'm being honest, if we would have minted out quickly, I would have, I would have thought that we, that we deserved it. I would have, I would have totally expected it. And I would have never had a moment, um, to self-evaluate and for, I would have never had a moment to be self-critical and for introspection and to go through the long and, um, and grueling psychological process that was our mint where when I went to bed, uh, when most of us went to bed after staying up till 6 a.m., you know, on all these discords and all these chats, um, and when we were stalled out at around, not stalled out, but plugging along around maybe 5,500, um, I went to bed, uh, and this took a lot of, like, you know, mental uh, resolve and kind of, like, just work, but uh, I reevaluated, or I had to evaluate, evaluate what, how do I define a success, right? Because during the mint, it feels like success is how quickly you're selling, right? How quickly people are putting money down to say that they believe in your project, where you're asking people to actually put their money where their mouth is. Um, and so you sort of get caught up in that. It's like, oh yeah, that is the measure of success. Um, the, the, this, this, uh, measure, this metric is playing out in real time. And I can see right now in real time how successful we are or how successful we aren't. Um, and according to that metric, it wasn't flying off the shelves. We were not that successful according to that metric. But what I had to remind myself, what I had the opportunity to remind myself was that every day, every moment of every day before the mint, I was happy. Not just happy, but elated and beside myself because I was part of something so snugging cool. Because every day I get to work with and be around and be in a community surrounded by people that are not just that are awesome, but that also are on board, that are that get it, that are aligned around, you know, the same ideals, um, the same values of art and subversion and science and skepticism and community. Um, and every day it felt so cool. It feels so cool to be building something. And every day... I never needed any justification or any other metric of success to tell me that what we were doing was right, to tell me that, what we, that we were onto something, to tell me that we were successful. It was self-evident. You could see it in the interactions every day, in our Discord, in our Q&As. Um, you know, I say, I tell you guys every week, I get so energized by the Q&As and by the, the interaction and the feedback, but you could feel it. The measure of success was there all along and I knew it and I was invigorated by it every day. But now all of a sudden, here comes this mint where I'm looking at a, a live metric, a number on my screen and I, I'd lost sight of everything else. I thought that was success and it wasn't and it never has been for this project. Even if we did not mint out, 
even if 24 hours later we were only at 5,000, none of the things that were true about the project weren't were none of, that didn't change any of the things that were true about the project. All the ingredients were still in place. We still have Brooke, Tyler, me. We still have our drug snugglers. We still have the art. The fact is we have a project that is a slower burn. You don't want to be the hype project that sells out in 20 seconds and then everybody's flipping it. You want people that are here to hold on to it. You want people that are here to grow with the project. Our value, guys, is down the road. And our value is not just in how much we can sell these for one day. Our value is in what we grow and build along the way. And I would not have had the opportunity to reflect on all of that um, if it were not for that long, drawn out, and terrifying mint process. So when I went to bed at night, at 6 a.m., when I went to bed early in the morning and we were stalled out or we were just plugging along around 5,000, I was at peace with where we were at and I was at peace with where uh, we were headed. Still disappointed. My ego still bruised a little bit, but I was at peace. And I knew how the messaging would sound, right? When we, when we had this call. Um, but I woke up the next day. It was a new day. And the, a new day made a world of difference. I didn't even look at my computer. Actually, I, the first thing I did was I checked OpenSea and I saw we were up to maybe six, the late 6,000s. I thought, okay, still moving along. Sounds about right for where I expected to be. But I went for a run because I've been chained here to my desk, to my computer for the last week, nonstop. I'm still chained here now. Um, I went for a run. I made some oatmeal and I ate some oatmeal. Um, and then I came and I sat down at my computer. 6,500 or something we were at. Uh, and so I'm starting to make my post. I'm going to put something on Discord. I'm talking to, hey guys, you know, uh, here we go. We're minting. We're on. We're on. We're on the minting trail. Whatever. Um, and next thing I know, boom! Excitement, activity, uh, just a whirlwind of activity. And then now I'm I'm racing to try and get a post of what's going on. You know, and guys are like, are, everybody's like, are you seeing this? Oh my god, we're gonna we're gonna sell out. We're gonna mint out. It's happening. It's happening. And then you know, as as uh, the next thing I know, it's like we're we're at seventy two hundred. And then. The, the second I'm reading 7,200, someone's already posted, it's gone. 10K sold out. And I'm like, surely they're talking about something else. Surely this is, they, they're, they're uh, misrepresenting something. That can't be happening. Um, I, would, I was already convinced sellout, uh, mint out was not an option. But then out of nowhere, this snug and miracle, our, our, our drug receipts, uh, 11th hour miracle, we sold out. We were minted out. We are an official 10K minted out collection. Despite the crypto pessimism, despite the global conflict, despite the conflict in Ukraine, despite Biden's warning signals, despite the fact that everybody put a clown emoji and said, you guys are the biggest clowns for releasing a 10K collection right now. You can't do it. You have 8,000 people in your Discord. You're releasing a 10K collection. Do you understand basic arithmetic? Do you understand that that does not add up? Who do you think you're selling to? You can't do it. We're idiots. And you know what happened, snugglers? We sold the F out. So take that world. That's what we're doing here. This is drug receipts. That's the power of community. That's you guys. We did it. And that's what we're doing. That's, we haven't done anything yet. That is the beginning, but it, it is vindication. It is a validation of the values that we are espousing here.
We are going to effing make it. We are going to snug and make it. This is the one. So, wow. Thank you to all of you. It took us an hour and 20 minutes to get to the lead, to get to this story of our mint out, because what a story it was. I haven't even mentioned that Discord went down 20 minutes into our mint. I haven't even mentioned that the night before, uh, MailChimp banned us from their servers because we have drugs in our title. (laughs) We couldn't get our newsletters out. We couldn't communicate in real time via Discord. I mean, just on top of all the global, you know, environmental circumstances, that stuff was happening. And we did it. We made it. And we made it. How incredible is that? We're a brand. We're building something. If you guys think I'm getting a little emotional right there, I almost did. I mean, I really feel it. I try very hard to keep it down. Um, I'm not an overly affectionate person by nature, but I am passionate. And the things that I believe in, I believe in deeply. Because I think there's value in them. And so I'm so grateful for all of you. I'm so grateful for everyone um, that's along for the ride. Uh, Guys, we are not just handles and, you know, bootlegged PFPs in a Discord server anymore. We are people who have invested in an idea. We are in this together. And even even if you haven't been able to pick up a drug receipt yet, even if you never get one, if you're a part of the community, if you're a drug snuggler, if you're out there helping us spread, you know, our community ideals, if you're if you're actively and positively and thoughtfully engaging with us, then we're all in this together. Yeah, how do you follow that? You know, uh, it's it became a joke because in the Discord and Twitter spaces and all these other places where, you know, we, we have these kinds of interactions, but usually they're interactive, right? So I'm talking to a group and I can see your feedback, either your voices in Twitter spaces and we can talk, or I can see your, your chat in uh, um, the Discord. But here I'm all alone, right? I, I'm not really seeing reactions. Actually, I can see some chat here on the side. Thank you guys. Um, but, you know, after a rousing presentation like that, you know, you expect people to stand up and say, all right, man. But here it's just kind of, you know, you're alone, but I know you guys feel it. And I I appreciate you guys so much. It's so funny. Every time, you know, when I talk about my experience, it's fine. But my biggest moments of weakness where I can feel my, you know, my, my facade breaking. It's every time I talk about you, whenever I say, I appreciate you guys so much is when I feel most vulnerable. It's like when I I can feel my voice trembling, can feel my, feel my eyes welling up. Huh. It's so different because when, as an artist, you do things for yourself mostly, right? You're doing things to be presented to an audience. But this is such a different model because you don't do it alone. Community is is built into the model. Um, So you do it together. And so it's really meaningful. It means something to be here with you guys and to share it with you. Yeah. Wow. It's really, it's really powerful, honestly. So, so, so what I'm saying is I'm really grateful for you guys. And it, it really means a lot to me. Um, the project means a lot to me and the project is ours, right? <laughs> so how about, um, 
How about I take some questions? Since I'm talking about you guys, why don't we take some questions? <laughs> Am I emotional? What the hell? <laughs> so ridiculous. It's embarrassing, but it's nice, right? Um, wait, Brooks in our Discord? Where that means he's in Texas, guys. That means Brooke and I are in the same state. Wow. Um, oh yeah, Don, do we have a question? Yeah, Dia, thank you. I mean, Dia's, you know, she's our skeptic moderator. When I talk about community, there's so many of you, Jamie, Mr. LB, all you guys, um, uh, easy and electric dick. <laughs> yes, we have a, we have a community leader and his name is electric dick. Get over it. Um, one of the biggest questions in Discord, if there will be a time for the reveal or if, no, yes. Oh, so this is Alpha, huh? I'm gonna pull a Brooks since he's not officially on yet, but because this is actually not verified. But in my last conversation with the developers, when they asked exactly that question, what time on Friday will that mint be? I mean, will, will the reveal be? And my understanding, I think what we said is noon. 12 o'clock p.m. Central Standard Time here in Texas. You guys can do the math, but that's 12 o'clock Central Time, Texas on Friday is I think what we're targeting for the reveal. That could change. Make sure you're following our social channels at Drug Receipts uh, on Twitter, at Drug Receipts on Instagram. Uh, follow us on Facebook. You're not going to learn anything on Facebook, so it's not that urgent. But make sure you're following Twitter. Make sure you're following Instagram. Make sure you're in the Discord because if that change, if that time changes, that's the way that you will find out. But for right now, I think what we're working with is 12 noon on Friday, um, which reminds me, I, I also still have some uh, some reveals, some sneak peeks that I'm going to show you guys. Uh, okay, so that and then remember, so that's Friday is the reveal. But then the the one of ones will be revealed um, 48 hours after that on Sunday, uh, and maybe that will also be noon. I don't know. That that will have to be determined. But I'm guessing we'll probably stick with that structure. So if the first one's at noon, I guess the second one will be at noon also, um, just 48 hours later. Um, and remember, so if you haven't, if yours, if you still have an unrevealed um, after after the general reveal on Friday then you've probably, chances are pretty good, you've probably got a, a one of one. It's not a guarantee, so don't come to me if, if it doesn't work out. I don't, I don't run the development team, but it's, there's a good chance. And the, I don't want the first time, <laughs> I don't want the first time I mentioned the development team to sound like it's disparaging. They have been flipping F, epic heroes. I mean, none of this happens without him, without them. Uh, everything that we're doing, like I, I, I talk a lot about creating the art because I'm an artist, but y'all don't see any any of it without the development team and all the work that we're putting on the blacklist, that's with them, hand in hand. I mean, I talk about being tied to the computer. Well, on the other side of the computer is them, <laughs> nonstop. So much love for our development team. Uh, and when, yes, so we, yeah. Um, I can't even say, you know, some of these names you see all the time and you assume you know what they are until you actually have to say them. So I see D-E-D-H-A-T, dead day to hat all the time uh, from the fluff community and in ours from the the uh, heralded and, and much revered Dune crew uh, from the fluffle. 
Uh, but they're asking if we have a dev team. We have non-fungible labs and they have a dev team. So we work with them. Um, but yeah, every, you better believe it that they've been getting us through this. Uh, without them, what, what do we have? <laughs> we, we, we wouldn't be, I mean, we wouldn't, it certainly would not have gone as smooth as it, as it goes. Um, what else, what else you got? What, what other question? DDAT, that's how you say it. Thanks guys. DDAT, that makes sense. DDAT, I like that. Um, oh, is the more war one of the one of ones? I'm going to show you guys some one of one uh, sneak peeks. Uh, one of them will not be more war. So no comment. No comment. How can we totally integrate drug receipts into the fluff ecosystem? Not just in all labs. I think there's a way to do it. Yeah. So Aaron has made some kind of titillating post about this. Brooke has talked about it. We all talk about it. We, we are part of the, the uh, non-fungible labs uh, universe. We're under their umbrella. So even though we are not explicitly part of the fluff ecosystem, there is no uh, direct correlation to the project. It's not like the seekers who are going to facilitate communication or the party bearers who are going to, you know, create music and, and parties. Um, you know, it's clear with all the projects within the fluff ecosystem, like kind of what their role is, where they fit in. Drug receipts is outside of that. It is a different brand. It's being built kind of as its own separate um, entity. But because of our relationship to all those other projects and because of our proximity, because we are close, not just in the creative sphere, um, but literally because we all work together, uh, you better believe there's a lot of um, mind melding that's going on. And there'll be a lot of cross-pollination between the brands. You know, you can already see some overtures between the brands, but that will happen more and more. And there's a lot of really interesting ideas about what kind of utility there will be for drug receipts in the fluff um, ecosystem. But we're very careful and I'm very careful about misleading anyone. I don't want anyone to get into drug receipts thinking that it is, um, you know, that it is part of the fluff ecosystem or thinking that they're getting it, they're, you know, getting in on some, some kind of fluff uh, utility, because that's not what we're offering here. Uh, anyone interested in, in getting in on and participating in or being a part of the drug receipts project and the drug receipts community should be doing it because of drug receipts. It is its own thing. It's self-sustaining. Um, th those of you that have, you know, a foot in both worlds, if you, if you, you know, if you are a part of the fluffle and if you also become a drug snuggler, um, there's going to be lots of exciting crossovers, lots of really cool things that you'll love, you know, from both angles. Uh, I just don't want to oversell them and I don't want to make it seem like that, that is the utility of drug receipts because it's not, um, we have our, we have our own roadmap and our own utility. So now I'll talk on the, other, I'll talk out of the other side of my mouth and just speak a little more specifically about what kinds of <laughs> exciting things can happen. But, you know, I, I'm an artist, I do TDR, 2D art, but that non-fungible team, what they specialize in, right. With the, the, uh, the metaverse utility, the 3D rigged animated characters. Um, you better believe, right, that all those conversations are happening and that that kind of stuff is in the future for drug receipts, uh, just because there's no way to avoid it, right? It's that that is the that is the um, uh, the ship that we've that we've jumped on. That is the one that we've hitched our 
hitched what do you how do you what is that expression that's when we've hitched our wagon to something like that that's i have no idea what the expression is but you get the idea we are on board uh with with non-fungible labs so there's there are a lot of uh benefits and exciting things that will come come with that that is the hitch you hook i'm not sure if that's it but nice try um Hey, Brooks, Brooke is here somewhere. I see him in the chat. Huh. What are the chances he's he might not be able to make it on for video? So cool, man. And so one day Brooke and I are gonna pay this off. I'm I don't want to really spoil it here on my own. You know, the whole, the whole, you know, coming full circle, the story that begins with me getting my best friend kicked out of the country, banned from the country. Um, and then now he the first time he comes back is for this project, you know. It started with us in business together and me getting him kicked out of the country. And now it's going to end or it's now where we are now is we're back in business together and he's back in the country. So holy smoke, you talk about a, a, a symmetrical, like a uh, circular story. And that's insane. He's here in Texas. I'm in Texas. We're going to be in South by Southwest next week. Uh, who wants to see some, who wants to see some really rare one of ones? Okay, the idea, I'll set it up a little bit. The idea is we've got 12 uh, one-of-ones. Here's how that works. We have four characters. Say it with me. Cap, Tabby, Rex, Siren. Four characters. Um, we have three unique categories of uh, special one-of-one -one traits. For instance, we've revealed before that we have a red devil. So each of the four characters gets the red devil treatment. So that's four one of ones right there. Um, we've got uh, we've got two other categories. So it's four times three, four characters times three categories. That's how you get your your twelve one of ones. So let's talk about these categories. So I think the first one that we will look at here, Joellen, is the red devil. We've shown it before. You're going to see it here on different background. Um, because I've got it so that uh, each character category will have its own background so that all the red devils, it will be each of the characters, but they will all be on the same color background um, with the idea that when you have a collection that they will look like a set. They're all going to be devils. Um, they're all going to be on the, the same background. Uh, and these traits are, these are one of ones. So the fully redded out uh, body treatment um, the red arms, the red legs, the red tail, those are traits that you only will show up in the one of ones. Uh, these otherwise, you know, you can get those feet on any other character. You can get the, the heavy metal horns hands, but you won't get them in red. They only exist in red for, for these one of ones, for the red devils. And each of the four characters is going to have a red devil version. Um, that is a one of one. If you don't mint, if you don't get yours revealed, on Friday, there is a chance, possibly a one in 12 chance that you will have this, uh, this very special, um, NFT right here, this very special drug receipts NFT. Uh, and I just love it. I just think it's so cool. Um, and the devil tail and the horns actually are in the collection, but not the red tail and not the red horns. Uh, so those are all, it's all unique traits for, for our one of ones. And we're not, I'm not showing you, I'm not going to show you each character in each of these. We are leaving some surprises. Um, 
But to the question of will more war be in the one of ones? So even though these guys are all getting kind of the red devil treatment, it's still possible that within the the range of four that will make this set that they can be doing different things. So, um, so there's your red devil. Now, another one of the categories, that's one category, right? We're going to have four red devils. So that's four. So let's talk about the next four. We showed you, this has been, this was revealed in our previous podcast when we had Tyler Shields on, but the next one is based on his work of art. And Joellen, you can go ahead and bring it up. Um, this is, uh, this is Tabby and look at Tabby here decked out in her, in her full Catwoman leathers. Uh, that is based on an iconic photo of Tyler's, right? The Catwoman mask, the, the red lipstick, the cigarette. Um, and if you haven't heard the story yet, the backstory uh, about all this, then I encourage you check out our last uh, episode of Stop Questioning Everything when Tyler was a guest. And we, we go into detail about this and about uh, a lot of the other traits that are in the drug receipts collection that are based on Tyler Shields' work. So you'll see the photographs that um, explain why we've got the ruby red slippers, they explain the bloody sock, and they explain the Catwoman mask. And you can see the actual photos that inspire it. And it's so cool when you see them, uh, when you see them, um, when you see them right next to each other. It really, it really helps to, to illustrate the idea here and the inspiration. Um, so yeah, so this is a one of one, but how do you, how do you uh, turn this into a set? Because Tabby is the only one that gets the, the Catwoman mask. Um, and we're not putting the other characters in the cat mask. And they can't get, you, you know, and so they're also not going to get leathered out in the Catwoman suits. So wh what does the rest of this collection out look like? And the answer is, um, and this is something that we haven't revealed anywhere. This is the, the first true, pure, unrevealed alpha that we've got as far as art goes in this one. But I'm going to show you guys for the first time what the what the second collection of our one of ones are going to look like. And they are all black murdered out. So let's show them what an all black murdered out uh, character looks like. And I got a question before is, will there be any rollerblading one of ones? Well, this is a rollerblading one of one. Um, so there absolutely is going to be some rollerblading one of ones. This is Cap murdered out, eviled out. Uh, he's got the horns. He's got the, uh, um, the corpse paint. Uh, so yes, so there is going to be a, a, a black murdered out collection. Tabby's entry will be the Catwoman, but the other three are going to be murdered out just like Cap, Cap here in all black. Uh, and I'm just... And, and, and the fact that it's also rollerblading, I mean, I'm just super pumped about this one because I just, you know, I, I'm super pumped about all of them. The, I guess it's because the, the murdered out ones are the last ones I revealed. They're also the last ones I worked on. So they're the freshest on my mind. I've had time to see the Red Devils and to see the ones that I'm going to show you next for a while. But the murdered out were the last ones to kind of come to life and, and to actually see them now, you know, I've in my eye, they, I mean, in my mind, I've, you know, I've been visualizing them for a long time, but I've only just finally recently got around to actually building them out. And so I'm super, super, uh, stoked with how they came out. Uh, yeah, I love it. And I, I can't wait for you guys to see all the murdered out characters. I can't wait for you to see all the one-on-ones. I mean, this is, this is just so much fun. Um, and, and yeah, I, I, I guess I don't always have to qualify this, but our collection is designed so that every, Every single one of the 10,000 feels like a one of one. They all look handcrafted. 
We've taken a lot of care in how we've curated the colors and the way the traits work together. Uh, I can tell you that the dev team, we have them pulling their hair out because we have so many revisions every time they do, you know, we, every time they run a test and we're running, you know, we're running thousands at a time and then we have to go back and start over because we catch something that's just not working. Uh, but it's, it's going to be worth it in the end. You guys are going to be super excited about all of your NFTs. You don't have to get a one of one to be stoked. You're all going to be stoked. And just from testing, like I looked through thousands of them. I can if you could see my screen, I, I take, I, I have OCD. I have pride in always having a, a screen, a clear desktop. My desktop is covered in screenshots because every time I see one that I love, I screenshot it and I love them all. They're so snug and cool. Uh, who wants to see the last set? So I, I tease this. Don't bring it up, Joan. Don't bring it up yet because I'm going to tease a little bit more. But we have been sitting on this for a while. From the very moment we knew that there were going to be one of ones, which has been since the very beginning, um, I started crafting the one of one. I kind of knew what it was going to be, right? Um, you have to have a roof. Uh, your uh, audience has to know what the roof is for the collection. Um, you've And, you know, I like subverting things. So, you know, if everyone expects you to have a gold crown, I want to make a wooden crown. So we have wooden crowns in the collection. But you also have to be careful with rarity and with value. And you can't subvert expectations too much because people want to, you know, people want to know what is valuable and it should be self-evident. So we do also have gold crowns. But my way around it is I got to have the wooden crowns. I got to have the gold crowns. And the gold crowns are more rare than the wooden crowns. That stands to reason. Even though in my, you know, topsy-turvy counter, you know, against the grain uh, mind, I would love for the wooden crowns to be more rare, but they're not. The gold crowns are more rare, but I still always am looking for a way. How can I subvert it? So more rare than the gold crowns is the cracked gold crowns. So that's how I solved it, right? So I still get to have a little bit of misfortune, a little bit of um, cross current, something going against the grain, some way to subverge conventional notions of hierarchy and value. So our cracked crown is the rarest of all of the crowns. But in the interest of preserving some semblance of value, just like, uh, you know, even though uh, cryptocurrency is here to upset the conventional order, we are replacing the conventional store of value. No longer will, go will, will our finances be tied to the value of gold. We are going to instead uh, tie them to the value of Bitcoin and mined code. Well, uh, despite all of our best efforts, humans will still always um, be drawn to things that glitter. And although all that glitters is not gold, let's show them what our next trait is. Our one of one collection, our next series is our gold uh, characters, our gold collection, our archangels. So they are all gold. Um, they have wings. Here, Cap has a cracked crown. So even at the height of value, even at... Uh, even at our peak presentation, it still has to preserve um, our, uh, our drug receipts values, right? So even though uh, Cap is an angel here, an archangel, he's got, the, he's got the knife, the golden knife, he's got the cracked crown. Um, and a lot of these references, right, come from, come from our very earliest days when Brooke and I were working together at Senate. You know, we had the center graphic. Um, I had the angel that held the, uh, held the knife. That, that, that the angel that let go of the, the shepherd's staff in, in favor of a knife. Um, the broken halo has made it into this collection. 
But so there will be four of these. Each of our characters are going to get the Archangel treatment. They might not all necessarily have cracked crowns. I'm just warning you. They might not necessarily all have knives, but they will all have wings and they will all be gold. So there you go. So that represents 12 one of ones. You've got the you've got the red devils. You've got the murdered out collection and and Tabby in her Catwoman leathered out suit. And you've got the archangels. So four of each of those, that equals 12. And now you guys have a much better idea, a much clearer idea of what our one of ones are going to look like. So now we all know what we're looking forward to. Now we all have a a, a much clearer vision of what this entire collection is going to look, look look like and what we're all looking forward to in the coming days and in the coming hours. You know, I'll tell you another thing that we've done that's kind of like special about the way that we build things here and about doing things that are kind of different or counterintuitive in terms of building hype for a brand. But we've sat on that gold character right here until the very last moment. We are revealing tomorrow. Um and we've not been pumping things out there to, you know, artificial, not artificially, but to, you know, to get you overhyped. And one of the reasons is because I feel so strongly about the quality of the art and of all of the entire collection that I didn't want to feel like I had, I had to show you something really special and rare to get you hyped up. Um, and it's, and it's worked and it, 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 the, it has the, the idea has been um, uh, validated. Uh, we get excited about seeing the leaks uh, regardless of the rarity, it's just because of how snug and cool they are uh, and the, the combinations and the way that they work with the characters. So, um, but so yes, but we are all are also very excited about our one of ones and happy to be able to share that with you. And we cannot wait to see what all of you get. Uh, and me too, because I've, I've got, I minted out a few as well. I can't wait to see what I get. Uh, we've said it several times. If any of us that are on the payroll, <laughs> For non-fungible labs or for drug receipts, um, if any of us get a one of one, we can't keep it. It goes. We'll put it up for auction or something. We will raise money and donate it all to a charity, and then you guys can pick it back up on the market. Um, but ju just to, even though it is, it is all completely random, and there, you know, we we can't distribute them to ourselves, even to avoid the appearance of impropriety. Um, no one will be keeping a one of one if we, if any of us should happen to get them. Uh, wow, guys, I am exhausted. I like emotionally drained. The last 48 hours have been like completely emotionally taxing. This q and A, I mean, as you could see, and I was not expected for that. I, I was not ready for that. I was not expecting it has been particularly uh, emotionally draining. Um, I've not eaten. I've not had anything to drink. Tyler's not here. Brooke's not here. Uh, I really have just been going on and on for what are we at now, Don? Two hours. I don't know. I feel like the marathon's still going, but it's all because it's all good news. And it's all because this is just a magical, magical time that we are all sharing together. So I have no complaints. And as hard as I've ever worked on drug receipts for this project over the last seven months, and it's been harder than I've ever worked in my life, um, as much sleep as we've sacrificed and the things that I'm saying, you can multiply this by everybody else on the team. Uh, you know, Don, Jesse, Brooke, um, our moderators, uh, you know, we didn't sleep. I know that Jamie and, uh, uh, um, Mr. LB, they weren't sleeping. EZ was in the forums the whole time. Electric Dick, Electric Dick was there. 
I mean, we are all putting in for this project. And as hard as we work and as much time as I put into it, I never complain and I'm never unhappy. I'm just so in. I'm just so in on this. And I feel so grateful that we get to do it. And I'm so grateful for all of you. So I'm done. <laughs> we're not going <laughs> to, we're not going to take any more questions. We did a little bit of questions, guys. The rest of the questions we'll do on the discord. Uh, I might pop into the discord for a little bit after this, um, just to, you know, ride the buzz a little further, uh, see what, you know, see what we have to talk about. Um, we're not doing uh, skeptic talk um, right now. I'm just, I'm drained. Um, Dia is in here. Uh, Dia, and yes, I, Dia, I saw your DMs. We were going to hook up in Austin. I'm excited about that. Uh, sorry, I've just been completely taxed, but I'll get back to you. Um, guys, I snug and love you. I love you all. Uh, we did it. We meant it out. We're a real project. Um, <laughs> this is it. And we, we are we are funded. As Brooke says, we have the war chest. All the things that are on our roadmap, uh, they're not just in our sights. They are in our ability to execute. Um, it's all systems go. Uh, it's, you know, it's full speed ahead. <laughs> all the things, all the things that we've dreamed of, it's here. Uh, we have the most amazing team behind us. Uh, we've put together this super team of Brooke, Tyler, and myself, but we've also got non-fungible labs. It's all there. <laughs> the pins are all lined up. We're going to knock them down. Guys, if you're going to Austin, I'll see you in Austin. If you're not, I'll look for you uh, virtually online. Um, I love you all. I'll snug you later. Goodbye, drug snugglers. Thank you. See you in the Discord. 